he watched he watches TikTok. Oh my god! Like, all the time. Hold on, how old, how old is Scott? He's like 50, 55. Oh, what the fuck? He's a, well, no, he's a grandfather of like. I think last week he became a grandfather. Are you of telling 11. me this fifty some odd year old what? grandfather Sawyer man memes on you from TikToks? Yeah, a little bit. Oh my he would, god! He like make references to TikToks, and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Please. I can see you just like casually walking by or having lunch, got to eat a sandwich. Man, this bussing you. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Please tell me oh, he no. doesn't Fortnite dance on you. No, 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 no. So Pardon like, me, Phil. I have to floss. No, 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 no. <laughs> no so it's it's more like whenever we uh, whenever we send text messages to each other, they're like really short and just to the point. It's like, hey, Phil, go do this. Or like, hey, Scott, yeah, no, where's no, this? No at? chaff. Just do this and that's it. Yeah. But it can't, But like the whenever we respond to each other, like he'll, he'll hit me with like the okay symbol, like the 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 first finger and thumb like held together with the three fingers yeah, sticking up yeah. and I'll like respond with like the thumbs up and like half of our conversations are that <laughs> just <laughs> emojis yeah no like I okay, kid you not I do have to ask and like, he'll like occasionally hit me with lol okay as as this is gonna sound shitty but I just have to ask how long has it been since you've done actual work like cause I know like the FEMA grants get ready to come through um, but have you really just been sh- sitting on your ass in the shop for two months doing basically fuck all not quite uh, we had a tornado blow through and I, we were helping clear up with that which for that it, I, my job was mostly okay. just monitoring traffic and making sure a car wasn't gonna like come over a hill going 50 and a 30 and go face first into a fucking vulture head um, <laughs> yeah cause it's one of those country back roads where like Every, the speed, hey, the speed limit is just a, shit. the speed hey, limit guys. is just a recommendation yes Mitchell oh, oh welcome to Lorecast Eternals oh god yeah <laughs> damn it Mitchell you pulled a sneaky on me um, yeah, think, welcome to Lorecast Eternals, everyone. Have you noticed if you if you're still here and wondering why we sound oh so more sexy? We sound um, silky smooth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna lose five people off of that one. Gotta hit him with a. <laughs> but yeah, no, we um we finally I I finally figured out how to do the new sound setup. Yay. Yeah, we are officially on a new sound setup with mics and, and pop filters so we, and everything. We've gone. We have gone from one singular like. Rinky dinky fucking like Well it's not rinky dinky. It's it's a blue it's a blue mic. Like those aren't bad. But like we went from one singular blue mic that we all sat around like Okay. Like Indians doing drum and uh or Native Americans Cavemen practicing around the fire. drum. And we have now gone to three actually nice mics with a nice soundboard on a plastic fold out table. <laughs> <And a really laughs> shitty, with a dick drawing. There's a on dick it. drawing there. It's yeah. ejaculating. It's it's all a great time. There's a lot of yellow over there for yeah, the barrel fist, orange over oh, here. Oh yeah, because I like spray painted the shit out of this. <laughs> Mit- no 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 no. So Mitchell like straight up stole this from one of his old old roommates because like they forgot it was there and he was just like, I'm gonna take this and just, nobody said no. Just, yep. And so then I was like, oh cool. So you like don't give a shit about this. So I used it to prime a bunch of Imperial fists. Wow. I know. And then he showed up and he was like Bro, why is my table yellow? Like, I don't that's care, but, why, like, dude. That's why it looks like there's a bunch of aggressive banana hate fucking over here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we continue, I do want to say that, like I said, this we are finally on our new sound system, and we have very front-facing mics so to kind of help with noise cancellation and whatnot, and we're all getting used to it. So if for whatever reason we start sounding like this, which I'm assuming is going to sound very quiet, it's because <laughs> we're not, like, facing our mic. And we're, we're not... We're not kissing we're, our we're pop still, filters. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're still working on getting all yeah. the kinks worked out. Yeah, and so if for whatever reason we start sounding like this, it's because I have the pop filter 
in my fucking esophagus right now. This is what now. it sounds like whenever I like, you know, eat the mic. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this first, this. I'm going to watch that now. This episode. Yes. You probably should. You don't well, know where my mouth is. You shoved that in your mouth like four times. So, but yeah, so this episode. Yeah, my, my, my strong recommendation to you is like, put like a, like a mark or something on this so you know it's mine. So like none of you have to deal with this. Because like saliva. Yeah, I might I might be giving y'all herpes tonight. Oh, if lovely. you share my mic. <laughs> um, don't share mics, kids. <laughs> wait a minute, you wait you don't have to clap anymore, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never had the clap in the first place. Welcome. So to anyway the <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, Dicks. so these the Yeah, I love how it's like I never had the clap in the first place and they're sitting there and they're just like yeah, we're gonna like stay quiet now and make it sound like we're just like totally. Yeah, yes, no. we're way to make it sound sound very suspicious. Philip doesn't yeah. have the clap. Oh. He clearly has gonorrhea. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so these next two episodes might sound a little rough as well. We're getting used to these mics and whatnot. So, um, be nice. That to totally it. doesn't sound rough. We're actually be, very silky smooth. People be, actually don't have to listen to me yell, trying to yell three feet into a mic. Right. It's actually my normal voice now. That being said, if we do fuck up the sound while we ask you to be nice if you feel the need to like completely and totally destroy our self-esteem and like make us call you daddy we, we get it just join the discord just join the discord and just shit on us constantly yeah um well, that, when, when i was part of this um well no wait a minute my cat got into the bread the other the, earlier this week <laughs> oh yeah knee and phil like aggressively <laughs> little shit got into the bread again. <laughs> we aggressively memed on you for like an hour it was yeah, great i i just remember the like the first time lotta had to come stay at your house and we warned oh, and you that, that little like, hoe got in my bread. bread yeah no we warned you like she was gonna eat the bread and you were like okay yeah well, sure no, and then literally it wasn't within that like she the ate first my bread and she opened my pantry oh that's what she, she did to my bread she hopped into the <laughs> into the top shelf of my pantry and then dug behind all of the shit that was in front of the bread to then eat the bread and then hop out without disturbing anything and then she closed the pantry door and I was yeah. like and it was like within the first like two hours of her fuck? being there yeah no 100% like, and she chewed through the plastic to get yeah. to the bread too I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still partially convinced that it's not really the bread she's after it's the plastic no it is the bread because one day I found the whole of like that much missing bread it's the bread. She, that cat. He's, he's making a hole with his fingers approximately six inches in, in uh, diameter. Yeah. It, this it, cat walked into that house and she was like, I'm here for your bread. <laughs> so I got I had to go spend 25 bucks on a bread box, which at Target when it rung up was like 50 bucks. And I was like, hey, Target assistant, this was not labeled as 50 bucks. And there she was like, well, it comes up as 50 bucks. And I was I was dressed really nice that day. Mm -hmm. And in, in my mind, that's the way I like to think. It's like, you're pretty cute. I just brought it, bring it down to 25. <laughs> Self-esteem boost to myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh -huh. really good. Totally wasn't the fact that she didn't want to deal with a Karen because that's what you looked like. Dude, I was angry. <laughs> I was like, Fucking... I had to go buy a bread box because my cat lusts for bread. Fucking <laughs> offended. I'm just waiting for the day she figures out how to open up the bread box. Because, like, I tried I that, there's not much attention. That, that cat will not have you're paws. Gonna, you're going you're gonna to wake up one day with, a, with an intense, an intense craving for toast. You're going to open that bread box, and Lana's going to be in there just... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, I saw that bread box, and I was immediately like, I got to try this. And I opened it up, and I was like, that doesn't have nearly enough retention on it. The second she figures out how to open that, you're fucked. Oh, yeah, I, I am. But, hey... It will be at least six months, and that's okay. <laughs> Bro, I wouldn't count on that. Jesus Christ. Um, like, that, that cat, that cat, that cat can sniff out bread in, like, the middle of a fucking sewage. I can see Lotta walking, just go, ah, uh, yes, 
12 grain bread. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. Just wonder bread, get the shot here. <laughs> uh, leave the shitty wonder well, bread out for bait. Leave leave the good stuff hidden away. Um, you have to put it in your fucking walls and shit. <laughs> like, just to keep it from her. Shall we do our announcements now? Yes, we do have a couple big ones. Um, so, first wait, of all... Wait, 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 wait. Did we introduce ourselves again? <gasps> we have to, yes, because of different different mics, different yeah. noises. Hi, my name is Mitchell. I am Miguel. I sound really different now, don't I? I am Miguel. You, do you realize Miguel was my gay uncle's boyfriend? I am your gay uncle's boyfriend. This I, is, I know what I said. <laughs> this is this is interesting. <laughs> all right, then. I, I, I am Jacob. Nice to, nice to see you all again. I am Phil. But um yeah, so we we have we have some announcements. Uh, first off, um, Mitchell, I do believe you moved because we are in your new apartment right now currently. Yes, it's great. Uh, y'all had to drive ninety miles to get here, which you know I'm just oh gonna my say God, it's the price of gas. So yeah, I, I I paid twenty can, bucks and didn't even fill half a tank. Hey, <laughs> buddy. I drove that distance back and forth every single day you for make, two months. You make like significantly okay, guys. more than I do. Let's not talk about that. Let's <laughs> not talk about gas. I don't want to fucking cry again today. <laughs> like, it's miserable. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's, up to four four bucks a gallon Like, here. bruh. Yeah, I, I finally, I fill up once every two weeks now instead of once every two days, and it's wonderful. Yeah. No, I fill up when I'm not having to drive to Austin or Hutto or whatever um, every weekend. I usually only fill up about once, yeah, about once every two weeks. Once yeah. a week, once every two weeks. Um, because work is like 10 miles down the road from me, yeah. if that much. So yeah, so M- Mitchell move. We got all that done, figured out. Um, secondly, as you notice, we are not doing this on Thursday. We're doing it on Saturday. Because well, we, it'll probably be out on Sunday, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we wanted to give Mitchell a little time to get his stuff set up, and he did that pretty quickly. But we also decided that we were going to move the podcast to Saturday. Yeah, it can't I know, be Friday because somebody does D&D and Dark Heresy on those days. I listen, think you mean both of us, and like, don't hit us with that bullshit, listen, you, you do too. Listen, you curly-haired fuck. I tried hey, really hard. <laughs> hey, um, I don't do D&Ds on Friday anymore because Dan, the man, is... um. Got a new job, so you can't. Oh, what's he doing now? He's a waiter at Chili's. Hi, Hi welcome, welcome to, to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he does that. And go to full- <laughs> oh, our sound waves even look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he does that and goes to college full time. So oh, oh okay. really? So yeah, he, he has a full for? schedule then. I don't know, but I'm the I'm his proctor for all of his <clears throat> tests. Yeah, I don't proctor those tests. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, you the proctor for all of his tests. It's it's weird. Like, um, when he does his test, like I'm supposed to like proctor him. I just send him the link that the university sends me the email about when they needed to like well, do the test no wait, i'm confused how it's, did a, it's you, an online call. how did you become the proctor for him specifically he, like, pro- he probably recommended someone um no daniel was like hey you want to be my proctor and i was like yeah. i know exactly oh. what you're asking and yes i will not pay attention to your test taking skills <laughs> <laughs> feel free to fuck off <laughs> so when did when did he decide to go full-time into um student student i think he's just sick and tired because i know he was part-time for a while but i just think he's like yeah i'm just tired of college i just need to get it done yeah that's kind of where i'm at too like (laughs) i was i was looking at uh how many college credits i have and my lack of a degree and i was like i am literally like one class away from an associate's 
you might as well get it. Yeah, no, I need to I need to call up uh, the people down the road and figure out what I need to do to complete an associate. An associate's in what? Two years. Computer science. Nice. nice. Which, that, that would help you out a whole lot. Yeah, well, because then what I can do is I can, ba- whenever I get tired of Sawyer work, I can basically just go to IT? carry and Stay in like, the county hey. and just switch jobs, but yeah. stay in the county. Well, yeah, no, because the cool thing about that is that since it's county to county, they don't necessarily have to do the whole job posting thing. Nice. Would you, um, keep, would you keep, oh, that was my book, I'm sorry. Would you keep your benefits and whatnot, too? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm staying in the county. Oh, that's dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just going from... Um, by the way, remember, uh, your, your retirement also switches transfers from county to other counties as well. Yeah. And technically, I also get uh, my state count, my state time counts towards that as well. Yep. Oh, and I just, like, haven't reported it because, like, three years of service at, 15, at less than 15 bucks an hour means, like... Or I didn't... No, I didn't contribute to retirement, so technically my time contributes, but... Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. I, I was basically just like, I'm just not going to count that because that basically be three years that don't get ca- three years that get counted towards my retirement that I wasn't actually contributing. So when I get vested after like five years, it's basically nothing. It doesn't even matter in the first place. But yeah, oh, okay. um, it, it's it's all about when. Thanks you... for letting me ramble about nothing, man. Um, it's it's <laughs> about when you can retire from the county. That's when that state service uh, matters. Oh, 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 right, because our retirement is specifically I, through the county. I can yes. retire from the city of Bryan at the age of 40. Bro, that's pretty hot. That's pretty fucking hot. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Anywho, mo- moving forward, so podcasts are going to be on Saturday now, and if mm. I can get my D&D and Dark Heresy moved so Mitchell won't bitch at me about it, it might get moved to Fridays. I, I, I don't know. I actually, I think I like my Fridays open because I go to downtown and I go get drunk. Counter you did offer. not give me shit on the phone to fucking say that right now. Well, hold up, hold up, hold you up. You motherfucker. Hold up. No, yes, no, no, no. Count out. I'm <laughs> count, counter <laughs> All right, podcaster, I'm beating this fucker with my book or that plate. Counter offer. Son of a bitch. Counter offer. We come down Friday anyway, and then we all go out and get schloshed, and, do it and then we do podcast on Saturday morning. <laughs> right. Sounds like you great guys talking. get me fucked in public. Go for it. It's yet to happen. I have I I don't. So I, Mitchell, I get like paid like next week. So I like, normally don't have enough money. As long as I got paid this Friday, so so like what I'm hearing is here in like. Maybe sometime around late May, we we collectively get like two thousand dollars together, and then just make this Jesus man get sloshed. Christ. Oh yes, we're doing it. Excellent. My anus it quivers. <laughs> um. So yeah, pod- we're gonna find that limit. Pod- boy, podcast on Saturdays now. Um. Next is the um giveaway. Yes. We are yes. We are quickly approaching ten thousand. Um. I, I I put a post out on Instagram. I believe um, Mitchell the, put a post out on Twitter. The what the words I used on Twitter was um. We are crawling ever so closely to ten thousand. Mm-hmm. And I need to oh. get on Facebook because I've been for as little work as I've been doing in the past couple months at work. This last week has actually been like a bunch of maintenance. Yeah. Just try to get it up like tomorrow. And, yeah. yeah. Um. And but yeah, so we, we put the word out, and we're we are quickly, quickly encroaching to ten thousand downloads. I think we're at like nine thousand six hundred, like fifty right now, or something like that. Um, yeah. So we will it, it it will definitely happen between the two weeks of this podcast and the next episode. Oh, almost hundred percent positive. And so what we've decided is that uh, we're uh, I think we've said this before, but we're gonna go ahead and do our selection through Discord. Yes. So we're gonna create a channel on Discord, and all you have to do is post a picture of a model that you have uh, built and painted yourself. doesn't have to be necessarily all that pretty. We're not even necessarily looking for battle ready. A singular blue liberator is also acceptable. Yes. 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 Singular blue liberator. 
Um, but like, just post your favorite model that you've worked on. Um, even if it's still like a work in progress, we just want to see that you're participating in the hobby and that you're enjoying what yeah, you're doing. I, I think Order's really interested to see what you guys are up to. Mm-hmm. What's and your favorite thing that you've you done? What you doing? My favorite thing I ever painted was in 40k so far, and it's a singular arm of a Broodlord. Nice. Good ass arm, though. It's a really, it's, it's a really sexy oh, arm. Do, do we want to restrict it to 40k or to the AOS, or do we want to do a- AOS or 40k? Uh, I'd prefer AOS. If you sneak a 40k in there, I won't raise too many questions. Um, Just make sure that you do go ahead and post it. And if you want to tell us a little bit about the model and, like, what you're working on and, like, what kind of army this is going to go into, all the better. And we're going to just go ahead and pick from there. So if you don't post, you won't be in the running. But we will be posting Discord links in all of our social media and whatnot whenever we make posts about this. To go ahead and make it easier for people to find us, and of course, the links are always uh, the link to the Discord is always going to be in the description, description on Podbean, on... Spotify, all that shit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And also, just in case y'all had forgotten, the the um, prize for this giveaway is going to be a start collecting kit of Weird. your of your choice. I think, and I think we limited it, it has to be a start collecting kit for AOS, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be run through Bash Drop Games and Hobbies, our beautiful sponsor, yeah. our, our friendly local game store. Well, my boy Jay. Come on, you're local for you, Mitchell. <laughs> it's hey, it's local. It's local. It's local in his heart. He still makes the you, hour and a half drive to you, go there. You see that? I got those flower tufts over there. They're not grass tufts. Uh, excuse me. Flower tufts. I got the flower tufts. Yes, I got you much. to get those for me. Now bought your dinner. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, so <laughs> it's sponsored through Bashrup Games and Hobbies, and also, um, once again, uh, if y'all place an order through Bashrup Games and Hobbies online. Um, and you drop that, yeah, and if you drop um, Lorecast mm. Turtle's name, I forget how you do it through no, there. No, no, oh, just call them. Call. Oh, give, give them a call. call. If, yeah. you get, if you give them a call and you say that, like, you came here from Lorecast Turtle's, you'll get 10% off of whatever and your purchase is. And just be aware, like, you can ask for the bundles that they go on, because yeah, I, I think Jay they have usually, a 20% bundle going on if you want to start an army. Which I'm not they sure pretty if they're consistently. still doing that, but Jay pretty consistently will do bundles. So just whenever you call, whenever you give them a call... Uh, go ahead and ask me, you know, hey, you got any bundles or specials that you're running right now on anything? Because they don't just do Warhammer. They also do Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. They, do, and I know uh, they a, do a bunch of board games. Like, I'm a big fan of Settlers of Catan, and they have, like, that in all their all of their I think it, like, back, extra back shot, when Jay shit. first got Settlers in, I think he was running a special that you could basically get, like, a bunch of different... Um, expansions for settlers for like a certain amount off if you bundle them together what's what's that marvel again that you play them with models oh yeah um crisis protocol they do crisis protocol all kinds of shit so uh, yeah. now I, I will say if, Blood Bowl if you purchase something or if you purchase something that's bundled i don't know if the lore cast 10 percent will still include if the percentage it's off is over the 10 percent mm-hmm. so if, they, if you want to get some D shit and it's 20 percent off i don't know if the 10 percent will stick yeah but realistically when you call the way you call the talk and just asking yeah, yeah. You call them, they'll let you know. Jay is never afraid to go ahead and tell people, you know, uh, exactly what kind of deals he's running. I've never, I've, all of my experiences with that, with Bastrop Games and Hobbies has been extremely pleasant and extremely upfront. They let you know exactly uh, how they're doing things and they're all above board, which is better than I can say for some other places that I've been. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great place and Jay really comes through for for us. Yeah. Either way. um, And like... I mean, I think the fact that we're gonna that we're going ahead hey. and like letting him sponsor us says a lot. Like, yo, Mitchell was so. trying to talk. Yeah, no, hey, you, Mitchell, you don't get to talk. Hey, um, we are covering Seraphon this episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Hold on, do we have anything else to talk about announcement wise? Uh, oh, I wanted to say one more thing about the giveaway. 
Um, if you partake, if you go on the channel and drop your photo and shit, and um, we contact you and say that you've won, if you do not get back to us within a week, we might just select someone else. Because do that... we want to limit it to United States only? Oh, that'll have we to ha- be a Jay question. I don't know. We have a couple people that are outside, and I really don't want to. I don't want to if limit worse it, comes, but I'm if, not it, sure it, if it, Jay it is, ships if, internationally. If worse comes, yeah. to, if worse comes to worse, we can pick it up, and then we can ship it. Yeah. Which will cost money, I know, but like, I'm I'm kind of okay with paying that price because I don't want to limit anyone just because of where they live. Yeah, because I know last time we did limit it, and I was felt very bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? While we're sitting here, we were go all, ahead and we were, shoot Jay a message. And, and double check that. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you double um, check that, welcome to the Seraphon episode. For- we're going to talk about demon lizards. I'm having a stroke. Oh my god. Oh my there was, gosh. There was something else I wanted to say about the announcements, and I am just having a strong. Oh my gosh. Oh, this it is wasn't so, you first. This I, is time. so painful. Ew. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is great. God, there is I, I love the face that you're oh, making. Oh <laughs> no, fuck. No, there was something else important that I wanted to say, and I'm just so coming up short. What the fuck? Um Everyone sit here in complete silence. I must think. potatoes <laughs> why why would you do this well look if it's important it'll come back to you yeah i think it just had something to do with something yeah um are, something uh, to do about nothing we're 21 minutes into this now we are oh, doing God. seraphon today yeah my glorious we glorious went lizard boys we went, we went very on topic we're enjoying the new mics. Yeah, yeah, we really are. We we did like thirty like thirty sound checks. I swear. Well, yeah, we did thirty sound and checks. Half of them over were like an just, hour. Half of them were just us screeching. Yeah, <laughs> yes. just like fucking mongoloids. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> we were doing our best uh, our best uh, Soros impressions. <laughs> <laughs> why do I hear Why do I hear Jurassic Park in the distance? <laughs> My favorite fucking meme. <laughs> okay, okay, no, no, no. On topic. On topic. We're, we're doing Seraphon. We can't do Flesh Eater. What are those again. meme Jurassic Park? Look it up. <laughs> Anywho, yes, Seraphon. Starborn, Coalesced, Slan, Croak, all that good shit. Yes. And episode done. <laughs> That's um, it. Goodbye. Um, and I actually have the codex. So, uh, Frogman. So, I actually have the codex with me here to kind of help me, help us facilitate giving a little more knowledge and whatnot. Seriously, let me ask you so, a question. I'm gonna fucking hate this question, aren't I? No, maybe. no. Not meaning, Who you're not are the Seraphon, and where do they originate from? Just to get you started. Well, the Seraphon originate from my ass, and <laughs> <laughs> actually, I believe you meant to say the old one's ass. Yeah. <laughs> so the so the Seraphon are the first children of the old one. Mm-hmm. And old one or old, old ones? Old ones. The old okay. ones. So and it's a race. Yes. Cool. Which is actually funny. So really quick mini tangent. Um, it's never like super specified, but in 40k, like the race that like made the Eldar and the orcs and all that shit in like the older lore, they're fucking slan. Yeah, they look just slan. like slan. I think they're called slan too, right? Yeah, they're called slan, but they but that was in like OG Rogue Trader, and yeah. they very quickly changed that. All I'm saying yeah. is that the Seraphon made 40k, and like I I I will die on this hill. Anyhow, so. This the the origins of the Seraphon, like every race in AOS, dates back to the world it was, and we're gonna have to go into them the world it was a little heavier in this one because like 
There's a lot of shit that happened in the world that was that really affects the Seraphon and AOS because the Seraphon are the only true survivors of the destruction of the world that was. Other than just like straight up gods. Other than, other than the gods. And, and yeah. the gods and like demons in the scape. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Also like your demigods. So such things as like Neferata. Um, your your godlike beings. Yes. They're the only, they are the only race that still retain memories of the world that was that aren't demigods or godly in some way shape or form because i know you have some human souls that still have like kind of memories of the world that was mm -hmm. but it's really i think it's really it's cast. really weird and kind of like like it's like a reborn type thing with a seraphon mm -hmm. like no there are just straight like some slan that were that are have been alive since the world that was because yeah. all well, seraphon are immortal let's be honest lord croak um stated in that little battle tomb you got right over there oh god yeah um, so yeah, he the, he came with the yeah potentially this potentially this yeah. book insinuates so well you know what? i'll get into that i'll get into that okay yeah, let's go ahead and restart so, but with the old, what, so uh, yes, the old ones. The old ones. So when the old ones descended upon the world that was, fuck, I forget the name of the planet. Mm, it's currently called Malus. Yeah, but when, well, that's like the core of the planet. Yeah, but yeah Malus, when, not Malus. When the old ones but... descended upon the world that was and began like terraforming it and shit and making it a, a paradise world for, for things to live, their first children were the... Um, the lizard men. That's what that's what their old their OG name is. They're just yeah. the lizard men. Which Very Aztec, South um, South, South American. Yeah, like Central South American theme, war paints. They have the like like, like the, the obsidian like, swords. Yeah, stuff like or, that. or like the wooden sword with the jagged stones on them. All that Blow good darts. shit. Yeah, hundred percent. They're very Aztec esque themed. And um, so the old ones made them. I don't necessarily know if it was in their image, but the old ones made them, and they were. Um, and, and they were made uh, in, in, in Lustria. That was where they were, like, first created or where mm. they first really made their homes and cities. Yeah, but the they, jungles of Lustria. They have kind of a curious thing, don't they, though? Because they don't, like, reproduce through, like, eggs or anything like that. They produce through, through like, breeding Spon pools, right? Spawning or spawning pools. pools. Yeah, and, and, and yes, you are very correct, and I'll, okay. I'll get to that in, in a second. <clears throat> um, oh, I'm sorry. I so, thought that was the next thing to well, talk no, about. So, and so... Because you know, like the big question with like space it, marines is always just, like, do we're space just trying to contribute. Jumps, so, yeah, like, it's know. like okay, it's like the sec. It's like the <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> motherfucker. What? <laughs> um. So it's like the second and next thing. So like, the lizard men that were made, um, the what were made when the old ones first like the first generation. They're called. They are literally called the first generation. The first. Generation. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's simple. I like and that. And they it's were convenient. first born through spawning pools. And it was it's a little it's a little different in the world that was from when it is an AOS. Because mm -hmm. in the spawning pools, it was very much like oh yeah, like the, like the genetic materials in here, and they kind of form like tadpoles or something like that. And then mm -hmm. like depending on like how the spawning pools were like met or how they were cared for, or what was put into them, it would shit out different types of lizard men. Mm -hmm. So it was where, basically like a massive genetic soup, and they would kind of just rise if out. If I am it. remembering correctly, yes, but it's been a long time since so I've looked like hardcore into like old okay, like cool. that lore. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. so, but it's very different AOS. Um, and so the lizardmen and, and the lizardmen were born, and they are and they were like the absolute fucking masters of magic because mm. the because the lizardmen they learned directly from the old ones. Gotcha. Like the old so ones, they're they're built so like, like the elves. The elves in the in the world that was mm. the the slan taught the elves magic. Yeah, so they're a bit like the Eldari in 40k, and that like they are just like old they as are hell. Basically, no like extreme are, amounts of magic. They are basically 100% akin to that when it comes to like the first children of like the gods of that, or like the, like the makers, the creators. Of creation. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so they were they they learn beside the old ones, and um, I don't quite remember if the old ones also like made like elves and man and orc. 
or if they just kind of cropped up naturally after like the world was terraformed. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, that doesn't matter. All we know is they created. Yes. Yeah. The point so is for, they made the Seraphon. So yeah. the and world, everybody else came later. Well, they, world, they made the lizard men, but then the Skaven blew up the world. They went up into the sky. We'll get to that. <laughs> just don't even. Well, it's a whole clusterfuck. So so then demons happened. Yep. They 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 the old ones made this paradise world and they infused it with magic and whatnot. And the demons were like. <laughs> And that's basically what happened: is demons ruptured forth, and and then the old ones were like, and, and they, and so when demons came forth, the the um, lizardmen were like, "Fuck those guys!" And <laughs> that is why, like the lizardmen, fuck demons. No, all my yeah, homies you have, hate you demons. You have no fucking idea. Like the lizardmen are the penultimate like enemies of chaos, even more than the stormcast. Okay, because for all the hatred that Sigmar and the stormcast and humans have for the demons of chaos, the lizardmen ha- have had that hatred for far longer. Mm. and possibly deeper because they basically watched the the demons of chaos kill their dads <laughs> like oh like they the demons that they they killed slash drove drove off the old ones like their their creators that they had lived beside for however long were kerfuckled because of them and the lizard men were like oh hell no <laughs> fuck these guys and i took that personally <laughs> they 100 percent. okay listen when someone who literally can't die of natural cause takes that shit personally they take it personally for a long fucking time <laughs> and, would you say it's a grudging oh it's worse bitch they wrote the book <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to hating demons they wrote the book <laughs> Almost every decision they make starts off with, will it fuck over chaos? And if it doesn't check that box, they're like, mm, I don't know about that one, son. <laughs> um, and so that, so that, that, that's the origin of how they're made. And, and so like the old ones died or fucked off. I, I, I think they died, but I also don't know how clear they are versus like if they all died or just like the mm-hmm. most, most of them died. And yeah. They, this, like, this, fucked off to the so sky. this is, this is history that comes from, uh, the world that was, Warhammer Fantasy. They keep that and Warhammer, shit super vague. Well, well, here's the other thing: is Warhammer Van- Fantasy very much suffers from 40k syndrome, and that it's just been around for so long. Because 40k and, they've and had Fantasy so many... came out at the same time, right? Uh, Roughly Fan- Fantasy, similar. Fantasy was first, then 40k was really yes. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's they been came around, around since to... like the mid 80s. Yeah, and so it very much suffers from the 40k syndrome of like we have. 30 bajillion writers and early on we wrote lore to be cool not necessarily because we were planning on telling a story that would last for 40 years yeah and and fantasy got turned to aos in 2015 so it was around for like 25 30 35 years basically yeah i think it's like 30 Which, years that lore was a lot easier to work with because it was one world 40k yeah, well, was 40k old. was really groundbreaking when it came out being like fantasy shit but but in like space with like being sci-fi well, was very well, well let's let's go yeah. ahead and stay on track Anywho. but and that's but that whole confusion of lore whereas in 40k they're very much just like okay we're just gonna like kind of broadly rewrite our history and make it all more streamlined warhammer fantasy they basically decided to just go ahead and end and reboot into aos which is why the lore going into aos is a lot more detailed and a lot more specific because they start like realistically like a A aos lore is going to be so fucking pristine compared to 40k because mm-hmm. they started in 2015 and by that time gw had really gotten their head out of their ass when it came to like having very clear-cut stories that don't really intersect with each other and don't fuck with like, the continuity of the ip mm-hmm. or, or the story they, they're trying to tell and things like that yeah, yeah. or if they do they're very good about they having that, car- that shit, yeah. carry over also yeah. and I, then like hashtag age of reynolds uh yes because josh yeah, hashtag they, age have, of they have a couple of very talented Listen, writers me on and the team. homies all love reynolds yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but it was also one of the things is like with the Age of Sigmar, the lore is constantly developing. 
yeah. and that's the, the and that's the really cool yeah. thing is like so they're developing the lore of AOS while it's being a popular game because like back in the eighties like forty k and I don't think forty k and like Uber, well, they weren't near as popular hey. as it is now hey. yeah this is so the lore can be really cool tangent yes yeah it's gonna happen uh <laughs> but let's let's get back on track so, so basically so the old one's fucked off right yep and um the and the lizard men they developed their like hardcore grudge hatred of um demons and so then like the other races came along and you have like the elves and the elves were they lived relatively close to the lizard men so the lizard men like taught them magic and shit and, mm-hmm. and they would basically they they consistently fought off demons yeah like that was kind of what they did and then Skaven. Uh, Skaven. So Skaven. <laughs> while so the the lizardmen are very much like get a little closer to the mic. The lizardmen <laughs> the lizardmen are very much like cold blooded logic. Like I will mm-hmm. sacrifice a million to save a billion. That like the, that that is the essence of what they are. Yeah. So like from some from the outside looking in, they can seem really really harsh and maybe to some even evil mm-hmm. because well, they're very back- much like you don't fucking matter to me but like the 13,000 I'll save because you die that's what matters or well, like it, you don't fucking matter much... because saving you will not fuck chaos over like I only care yeah. about fucking it, over it the it very much goes back gods. to that joke you made a few minutes ago about like do, does this action screw over chaos yes. if it doesn't check the box they ain't doing it yeah like it goes back to that like it, we make a joke about it but that's that's actually pretty accurate so along came the skaven <laughs> and if there's one race that the lizardmen might hate more than chaos, it's the Skaven. Let's put it this way: there, if if we don't count immaterial beings, the Skaven way up on the no, list. No, yeah, because basically, like, so they look at demons. The lizardmen look at demons, and they're like, "This is the penultimate enemy. This is like the consumer of worlds. This is what killed our creator. This is the great enemy." But when the lizardmen look at the Skaven, they are like. What fresh Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> that is their attitude. They are like, yeah. you are a stain on this world. Like your race is like is is disgusting. The genetics that combine to make you are a failure. Whatever whatever forces combine themselves to make the the Skaven were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you are nothing but a blight. Nothing about you is good. Your entire race should be fucking genocided in like the most painful way possible. Mm-hmm. And the Skaven feel the exact same about the Lizardmen. That's not surprising. <laughs> like they fucking hate the Skaven. And it's almost like their hatred is a little more, like, vile and, like, mm. venomous towards the Skaven because the Skaven are, like, always there. Yeah. Like, you can... Whereas with the demons, they can kind of, like, beat the demons off and, like, get... And uh, win battles and things like that. But with the Skaven, they're just so prolific that it's like, oh, we killed, like, a million Skaven. Oh, look at that. They're, okay. they're back in twice as I powerful. just want to say that Marathi beats demons off. The, the Lizardmen do not beat... They don't beat demons off. <laughs> That's you a know sex what I joke. fucking mean. <laughs> I'm gonna have sexual thoughts about that. Yeah, oh, like God. you could fight demons and then like not see them again for like 400 years. Yeah, the Skaven are everywhere, constantly. Yeah, and it, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. I have a Skaven in my walls, you... probably. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <clears throat> yes, if yes. You kill like a great general or a great leader of Skaven, because the way the Skaven hierarchy works is there's always someone to take their place. Yeah, like the Skaven you... are kind of like Hydra in that sense from like the Marvel films, like where like. Uh, you, where you one falls, two more rise to take its place. Like unless, you, like basically, like I, I because so the Skaven don't really exist in like the Materium and AOS. But back in the world that was, if you wanted to kill the Skaven, you had to destroy the world. Yeah, you had to blow up the world. Yeah, basically that was the only way because they were they, they were they were the, the only there issue were probably, is that the Skaven were doing that too. Yeah, there were probably trillions of Skaven in the world that was. Yeah, just because of the, how prolific they are. Anyway, yeah. and then mo- we we get to how the Skaven destroyed the world. Moving on, so um. During the end times, the lizard men 
like got fucked because like throughout the lore the lizardmen kind of took on this role of like um the declining the declining hero or like not the hero but like the declining empire like oh, kind of like, like you, dwarves in lord of the rings yes you, they were like at the height of power but then as time went on and they were slowly whittled down by you know demons by elves by skaven by humans by whatever forces they slowly declined and because the lizardmen like like they, they don't count years they count decades they count centuries like a year is nothing to them because they're they, they don't die of natural causes so like it's almost like you have this weird they have this weird like apathetic look on reality when it's like it doesn't matter what happens now it matters what happens 50 years from now or 100 years mm. from now or a thousand years from now that that's what matters so like they they kind of enter this age of decline throughout the entirety of fantasy that culminated 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 thank you I wouldn't be able to say that word. At, don't worry. At, um, yeah, that's why I didn't wait for you to try and chip in. In, in the end times. Because <laughs> so, then we would have had two people having strokes. <laughs> so, the and obviously, we, we've bitched about the end times many a time in, in this podcast. And so we've I'm, talked about I'm it. I'm not really going to go over what the end times was because yeah. more Skaven or less everyone blew knows. up the moon and dropped on the planet. Yeah, so like, so in the end, the end times happened. And, and everybody end, died. So the end times was basically like every single Skaven that exists ruptured from the ground. Yeah. And the majority of them were in Lustria fucking over the lizard men yeah mm-hmm. so if you ever played warhammer vermintide that's the end times. it's that yeah. times cancer in the jungle <laughs> yeah and so and so the ploy the ploy was that the skaven were gonna oh also quick side note realistically the skaven and the lizard men are the two most technologically advanced races I think that goes forward even in AOS. Like, mm. so, whereas the Skaven are technologically advanced because they have, like, miniguns and shit, the, the Lizardmen are more magically, technologically capable, where it's like... The way that I have heard it explained is that they are so technologically advanced. It is very much one of those situations that it is... You just think it's magic because their temples are literally spaceships. Yes, and we'll get yeah. to that in, in a second. But ju- just so y'all know, it's the two most technologically advanced races like going to war with each other. So like shit gets rarded. So th- so the end times come, billions and or trillions of Skaven are up from the ground, and their goal was basically to bring the moon more sleep or more celeb or more sleep out of orbit and come crashing down on the planet because they were like, ah, Jeez. yes. Warpstone cheese. Yes. <laughs> the moon, Morslib, I think Morslib actually was like basically made of pure Warpstone, I'm pretty sure. But they were like, something. they were like, yeah, we're going to bring all this. I, I just remember it had something to do with the birth of the Great Horned Rat. Yeah, they were like, we're going to bring down Morslib and all this fucking Warpstone and we're going to do shenanigans with it and we're going to like birth our god. They didn't really think about the fact that crashing a moon of the planet would kill everyone. Yeah. So like, that's exactly what they do. And, this, and the Lizardmen are like, oh, fuck. And so the Slan, which we'll go over like what the Slan are in a second. Or, basically and, priests. Yeah, basically they're, they're the leaders of the Lizardmen. But the Slan are like they're like the big magic boys. They were like, oh fuck, and they were like, oh they all basically went big brain moment to try to like stop the moon from happening that that, that from happening, and uh, they failed. Yeah, a bunch of Slan died in the process. It was too much for their minds, and they just fucking died. Can so, we um, can we have a moment of silence for Mazamundi? Rip. Okay, my, moving on. My heart <laughs> aches. <laughs> I am a shell. Man, um, well, that shell of a man needs to get his ass up and start continuing to jazz you in the throat. Um, but yeah, so basically, they realized that they were fucked. Yeah, so they were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna eat." And that's when you learned that their temples were temple spaceships because literally, the end times happened, and the reason why the lizardmen lived is because they all went to their temple cities and the slan launched those fuckers into space. 
Which is pretty cool. It's fucking amazing. What makes it so hilarious and kind of mind-boggling is like, they just did it with magic. It wasn't like they were great big thrusters. Basically, the slammer were like, and just big brain of their fucking cities into the stratosphere. (laughs) Yep. Slam casts yeet. It's super effective. Yeah, basically. And so the moon crashed into Lustria, and it fucking, it it, just on the impact. That's the name that we were trying to. It basically blew up half of half of the fucking planet ironically it's not what destroyed the world but like it it didn't help <laughs> realist like the world would have been destroyed but still there whereas chaos just like vaporized the entire fucking thing yeah but yeah so they they, they pulled the fucking moon in illustria and any lizardman that wasn't in space at that point fucking died Nakai not dead so what's funny is so, so like basically they were just like ah yes yeah, some died some were lost and that's all they say so like when you hear me bitch about nakai the wanderer not dying it's because he was just lost air quotes and that's kind of how they do it <laughs> i still think he's walking around malice i fucking hope so <laughs> um so, so that happens and then we move into early aos not yet oh. nope oh. nope oh. i think so i'm just gonna call this the age before ages because the Lizardmen were just in space for, like, an indiscriminate amount of time. Just angry. They were really angry. Well, because I'm, I'm pretty sure all of them went into some form of, like, slumber. Because, like, Croxigators and Saurus and shit, they will stay unmoving for centuries. So I'm pretty sure, like, basically everyone went into, like, some form of, like, magical lizard. Hypersleep. Hypersleep. I don't think the Slans did. The Slans, I, I don't think they did either. The Slans just sat there getting more and more angry. Yes, yeah, so the, the Slans, slans are effectively there. immortal, so, like, it doesn't really matter. Well, also, the, oh, the Slans themselves, they would basically sit contemplating for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So them staying awake for that long meant fucking nothing, because they were just, like... Meditation time, and that's just what they did. So the slam, the temple ships were just like these hundreds or these hundreds or thousands or however many fucking temple cities there were, were just in space for a long ass time, long enough for um, the mortal realms to get created. And we've and we've I gone got, over how they get created. I got something pretty cool about this when it comes to the actual slam and how they found their their way to Azir Dracotheon. They were literally too so angry that um. When Dracotheon found one of these just floating spaceships in space, um, he was going towards it, and he felt the anger of the slam. He felt the rage and the loss, and not only that, he got a mental picture of how the world that was fell. And he, like, just screamed in anguish. And the slam, the, the, the slam were like, mood kindred? And they were just like, oh, plot course towards big space dragon. <laughs> and um, that's how they found themselves towards Azir, and that's where they settled. Well, so what's yeah. funny is, so so Dracotheon roared, and they were like, go over there, because that was a roar. And Dracotheon fucked off back to the mortal realms, crying silver tears for, like, what he had just witnessed, because he was like, oh my god, we've gone over this again. But once again, he was just like, oh my god, this is fucking miserable, and fucks off. And they were like, let's go follow that weird silver stars, which were just his fucking tears. Yep. And then they kind of just over into the mortal realms. And then they settled story. into the skies of Azir. Yes. By which point, I think Sigmar was awake. Because I, Dracotheon flees, and I think when he flees, he finds Sigmar. I Sigmar so, on yeah, Malice. So that's technically the Age of War Ages. So yeah, the, the Sigmar waking up and the mm-hmm. Lizardmen getting to the mortal realms all happen at about the same time. Well, we say the same time. It's important to note that this could have been literally thousands of years because yeah. they don't... The Age of Myth does a very excellent job of telling you what happens, but not the time How, period. Yeah. For all and we that, know, Dracothe- is on purpose. Yeah, yes. for all we know, Dracotheon going back to the Mortal Realms could have taken him fucking a thousand years. Yeah. We don't know because, like, time means nothing to these godly beings. And so, yeah, then those men went to 
Azir and set it up, uh, settle in the heavens. And uh, I'm going to let these two talk about something because I have to pee really badly all of a sudden. I'll be okay. right back. Have fun. So, oh. Mitchell, what you got for me? I'm trying to cover up my nipple. It's really about that at the moment. I feel exposed. <laughs> Interesting. We suck at this, don't we? A little bit. Um, when it comes to... <laughs> no, so the Seraphon then settle into the skies above his ear. Yes. And basically, for the as far as I'm aware, for the entire Age of Myth, they don't do very much. No, um, I, I think the next major thing they would do would be to assist Dracotheon and entrapping Kragnos. Yes, yeah, because so that, yeah, that is yeah. the one big major thing of note that they do in the Age of Myth, isn't it? Yeah, because there was a whole entire thing about, you know, Kragnos being angry, going around killing dragons, smashing eggs, and the. Dracothian, like the, the Draconeth are like, uh, we can't have this. Um, so it took their eggs. Well, they went to the slands and be like, hey, we need your help to just like not die. And for payment, the Draco- the Draconeth would gave the eggs to the Seraphon. Yep. Um, and that's when you get the whole entire thing about the battle against Kragnos and Croak and the Kragnos being stuck into a mountain. And we, we, we covered this last episode, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So did we? Yeah, that was last episode. We talked about Kragnos. Last episode was Flesh Eater Courts. I think we talked about it. Maybe it's all two because it's ago. all it's all blurring together. It's I all am back, and two we've talked about a recent. I, I think it was in the Dragons episode. Yes, which was the episode before Flesh Eater Courts. Yeah. Right. yeah, we're That's just going right. over it again because we it are is all a, becoming it, one blur. It, it it is a part of time like, is nothing to us. Time means nothing. <laughs> time um, means nothing to these godly beings. It, 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 it is a part of like. Seraphon lore, so we're just going over it briefly again because, like, it's it's, yeah. it's shit um, they did. But yeah, Kragnos helps trap, or no, sorry, Croak helps trap Kragnos Yoke that in the bitch mountain. Into a mountain. <laughs> and then, uh, not in order Yoke, to protect... literally just like, aha, you activated my <laughs> trap card. Flip. <laughs> Listen, it was it, it just the ultimate, just the ultimate pitfall trap. Yes. Yeah. Oh god, what was the, what was the trap card that? And fucking yeah, that Yugi always used. I think it was. In the, I think it was just called pit, called Pitfall. No, 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 no. I'm not. Th- I'm not thinking of it original. I'm thinking of uh oh shit, the one where they were all on bicycle on uh, motorbikes. Oh fuck, XD, man! I know DX? what you're talking no. about, but I can't think of it. But like the dude had it was like uh junkyard scarecrow. I think is what it was called, and he like always fucking played it, and everyone always fell for it. And even as a kid, when I was watching this, I was like, dude, why are these people this stupid? Like. It's his staple card. He's literally competed in tournaments. And, like, this is the only thing that he does is, like, he lays down a singular trap card. And, and it's, it's like, just gee, this I wonder trap. what it is. And it's just the same exact trap card over and over and over. And everybody's like, ah, oh, I'm attacking you. And he's like, nope. <laughs> and it's like, dude. <laughs> I scare you with the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it was called, like, Junkyard or Scrapyard Scarecrow. <clears throat> Uh, anywho, wow, that was a fucking tangent. Nah, <laughs> that that was some old memories. Yeah, seriously. Fuck, I was like eight when that show was at, or something like that, or ten or something. Fuck, it, it might have been middle school. Jesus. I don't remember. I didn't right. watch Saturday cartoons. Yeah, no, it wasn't because it wasn't XD. XD was the one that came after after the original. The original. Because I remember, I because I, I watched the entirety of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, and then like the first episode of of uh, XD when Yugi was like, "You seem like a cool dude. I'm gonna give you Kribo," and I was like, "That's my boy." Yeah. 
Um. Anyway. Anyway, anyway that was a on, tangent. Back on target. Next up. Next stay podcast. On target. You now, stay on target. <laughs> now use the force. Look. Anyway. <clears throat> now that we've. That's like the backstory to um, the Legion of Men, who became the Seraphon. Well, hang on. Let's let's double check and make sure. Uh, oh, and then, of course, the other big important thing that happens because of the whole Kragnos thing is that, Draco- uh, not Dracotheon, but uh, Krondus uh, is like, oh, we should probably protect our eggs a little better. And so for, uh, for the, the cost of the Slan's help was giving them a bunch of the eggs for safekeeping. I already covered that, but thank you for re- reiterating it. Oh, okay, sorry. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. My Didn't Cronus and Karaze, like, fuck off to the realms of heaven with the with the Seraphon for a, for a while before they came back down? Uh, Cronus did. I think Karaze... Went to Gur, right? He went to Gru. Yeah, I think he went to Gur. But, like, the vast majority of the uh, Dracoliths went off to Azir with the Slan, like the, and they were like, we're the just gonna... The surviving ones? Yeah, the, the surviving ones basically fucked off, and they were like, yeah, we're just gonna, like, go hide now to repopulate our numbers. The, the very few who survived. So, um, that was the backstory of the Lizard Men and the did, world that was. And I remember we were talking about this earlier. Did they actually do very much in the Age of Chaos? Because in the Age of Myth, that was like the one big thing they well, did. Before before we start talking about that, let's go over like what the fuck they are and like slanted shit so they know what we're talking about going forward. But then, I mean, then we'll get to that. Well, well the, the big thing is I don't think they did anything very much in the Age of Chaos. I think they, 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 they didn't do a whole, whole lot. They yeah. did jack squat. They so, sat there and they meditated. So yeah, before we get into the really like con- the really current lore, let's go ahead and then let's go ahead and uh, talk about what exactly they are, so we can go into a little more detail in their current lore. So the Seraphon are a mixture of a multitude of of sentient, semi sentient, and um not and and beastly and beastly lizards. More, basically, yeah. So of first, demon lizards. Demon, well, they're demon lizards now, or at least, at least the starborn are. <coughs> I would but, say um, they coalesced as well. Well, no, but they're physical. Well, they're, they're more like they're, they, they they're mortal, physical. but they have a lot of energy. In it's them. the way that they're created that makes them demons, because the way that they're created is because the slan literally think them into existence. I mean, to a certain extent, that's kind of how the skaven are created too, or at least how the first batch of them were. Because the great horned rat was basically like, "Bloop, you're here now." But yes, please continue. So starting off, we have oh, hi there, the leader, the leaders of Seraphon society. And if I slip up and say lizard men, I'm sorry, but lizard men, lizard men is Seraphon. Seraphon is lizard men, basically. You have the Slan, big, bulbous, fat man toads. They sit in floating chairs. Um, they look completely helpless. They they look like gigantic bloated toads with skinny ass arms and legs. And they are the most magically proficient wizards in existence. Yes. Also, their intelligence actually rival that way more than other gods. Yeah. Like, honest to God, a, a basic bitch slan can damn near rival tech techless for magical potency. Because that's how that's just how naturally talented slans are at ma- at, at, with magic. Well, they were taught by the old ones when it comes to magic, and they literally live forever. Yeah. Like this. Like this. Like so. Like. The, and they they are they are the de facto leaders of lizard man society. You know how what is it was it like Japanese culture where the emperor was like the the, the divine mandate and whatnot. They're, they're, that's, that's that's Chinese. Was, yeah, well, well, like, like they they they, they, they Japan they, had that too where they believed the emperor was 
it, not, it, not a divine ruling. figure, but the divine mandate was a Chinese thing because it was a cycle. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Well, like basically, it's, it's the same kind of thing with like Slan. Their the, their rule is unquestioned because they are like basically the leaders of the leaders of Seraphon society via divine mandate. Like they they are the de facto. Like the old ones said they lead, so they yes, lead. So they lead, and their rule is completely unquestioned. Um, Can I help you? It's almost it's like almost a semi brainwashing thing. Like not because like the lizardmen do that, but it's just, it's so ingrained in base in, in damn near their DNA that it's almost like even if a lizardman wanted to, he couldn't do it. Like he it's it's so even if he's like I think that the, that the floating toad is wrong, he'd be like, but I'm still gonna do it. Hephaestus is trying to put his foot in my mouth. He did the same thing to me, and it was adorable. Oh, he wants down. Okay, okay. Um. But yeah, and the greatest of the slan is Croak. Croak. Granddaddy Toad. See, so slan are, all lizardmen are immortal, but like they can't die of natural causes, but slan even more so because when a slan dies, they can, they are taken back to their temple cities and they are turned into relic priests. Yeah. I don't know if all of them are, but. And Croak died in the old world. Yeah, Croak yeah. Croak is like that was. doubly immortal. So basically, when a, when a slan becomes a relic priest, is that their body dies and they take the body back and they wrap it and, and they mummify it and do a bunch of rituals, and then the slan's soul is like, I'm in having my bones again, and then they just do that, and then they're alive again, like not physically, but their spirit resides in their body, and they just fucking float around and do slan shit even though they're dead. Yep. Like, and death Cro is like, all right, slan, it's time to go, and the slan's just like. Nah, I don't feel like it. And I just like, okay, I guess I'll just come back never. You have been denied is basically <laughs> what they do. And Croak is the greatest of those because Croak is the oldest. The oldest slan. It is so the codex kind of gestures the it's fact not, it's not called the codex, it's a battle tome. Oh, Thank you very much. Fuck you, the codex. The the battle the Seraphon battle tome um insinuates that Croak came down to the planet and the world that was with the old ones. Not that he was spawned on that planet, is that he was already chilling with them. Do you have any fun there? When yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Philip <laughs> nuzzle his pop filter. <laughs> I have nothing to do, and like it feels nice. I don't know what to tell you. Like, but Croak, you're right they're about they're that. Both fucking doing it. Hold on. Oh, that does feel nice. <laughs> yeah. Fucking judge uh, me, and then you fucking asshats are doing it too. I see um, how it is. But yeah, like. Like it, it, it's insinuated that Croak came down to the world that was with the old ones. Like he's older than basically everyone except for the Chaos Gods. If well, and if, the old ones. If and you know, if, well, yeah. If you if, count the um, when the Chaos Gods were born for like when they became sentient, they Croak is by far still most likely even older than their own sentients. So well, the, the, like the issue with that is of course is when you get into like the Chaos what, Gods could have become sentient is, before the old ones got to that world. Yeah, like because that. the issue with that point, the issue with the chaos gods is they exist outside of reality. So, like, like there, there's a whole thing. I think it was Luton 09 had a really good time, explanation time for how how time works for a chaos god, and it's really cool. Well, but basically, it, you can have the you can have the sentience of a chaos god influencing time in a time before they were technically born because they exist outside of time. And it's um, really weird, and I highly suggest you go look at it because it explains why, like, uh, why Zinch can be like, "Oh yes, I know the future," and then three minutes later be like, "Yeah, I have no fucking idea what's going on." Um, <laughs> you say that, but at the same time, like, we were bringing this up where, like, the like we figured out the chaos realms are not actually like they're just normal realms. 
the realm of Nurgle used to be a realm which we theorize at the moment because this is from the um, book of the Plague Gardens from the yeah Hollow yeah, Knights. Some of the like the great worms and shit. Yeah, the great came from that realm. Yeah, the great worms and Gur yeah, are we, from we, that realm. We were theorizing that possibly that that many there may have been many minor realms that were formed out of conjoinments of uh, lores of magic, but. One thing to note is that, like, the the realm of chaos is, to a certain extent, uh, like a collection of small minor realms. Well, because, because then you also have, like, the, Nurgle's realm and Korn's realm. I'm sorry. Realm I'm just like still that. stuck on Dude. Zinch being constantly outplayed by future Zinch. Yeah. <laughs> That's still <laughs> fucking with me when Zinch is like, I know the future. What the fuck with the, what is this? And then, like, future Zinch is just like, meh. <laughs> Skeletor laughing as he memes on himself. That's yeah. a very Zinch thing to <laughs> That's do. That's a very Zinch <laughs> thing I'm sorry. To I'm do. still stuck on that. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. But the way, because let's be honest, the way chaos is written and when it's lore is it's meant to be difficult to understand. It's meant to be confusing. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. But, um, but like you have the different realms because the realm of Nurgle used to be a normal realm. And then Nurgle stuck his big fat ass in there and took a massive yeah. shit. And then made it fucking feckin'. All I'm saying. Very feckin'. His fecundity. All I'm saying is that if you, if you have Total War Warhammer 3. And you play Nurgle, and you recruit a great, a great unclean one. One of their moves is to shit Nurglings on someone, <laughs> and then they die. So like Nurgle taking a fat shit on a realm and it just fucking dying. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's pretty fucking accurate. Oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitch. I, I cut you off. I apologize. Nurgle. You know, I lost pops a squat. I lost shits out Kugath. <laughs> <laughs> the the point I was trying to make is um the way that time works with the chaos gods and AOS. It's weird. It's I don't think it works the same as though as in 40k when it comes to like they existed through the entirety of time. But that's, I think that's... but I'm thinking with the world that was it worked that way because it like it was its own realm that they shared. There were just different spots what's inside that realm. But then their shit yeah. changed in AOS. It, yeah. yeah. So which makes Point it very being, difficult. Ba- yeah. Ba- back on track. The chaos shit's confusing. What I was trying to say is, if Croak was the first land to be birthed, he is older than everyone except like the old ones, the chaos gods, and maybe some of the true gods, like some of the dwarven gods. I. But I, if I, but if Croak came down with the old ones, like with them from space. He is de facto older than fucking everyone but the old ones and chaos. Like he's Sigmar, big, older. Dwarven he, gods, older. All the elves, older. It doesn't fucking matter. Ooh, yeah. I, I would like to also bring up: um, Aren't the chaos gods the manifestation of those emotions? Um, with there being no emotions there, I don't think the chaos gods would have actually fully existed. Yeah, yet. but then we have to go into the fact that, like, obviously, since space exists, are there other planets that have sentient beings that would feed the chaos gods? And say, yeah, let's just not go into that. Let's just not go into that. That's a whole fucking like iceberg thing. That's like I'm not. This is not the episode for that. Yeah, no. Croak is old as fuck. I will. <laughs> that go, is the point that I, is being made. I will state that he's older than the chaos gods. I, I honestly, God, kind of agree with you. But like, like, like I said, that's a whole deep dive episode. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theory episode two. <laughs> yes. That was wrong. Um, but yeah, we should no. start writing these down. <laughs> so yeah, Croak, he is... And so, like, Croak is so powerful because, like... So Slans, basically, like, the Slan, uh, they crackle with um, celestial energy of, of Azir. Croak is so magically potent and so celest- and has so much celestial magic and divinity of him. The weakest of the demons look at him and promptly fucking die. <laughs> like, you're, we're talking, like, base, like, like, oh, they're basic bitch. So, like, 
So like your blood letters and your demon. I don't know about that. I'm thinking more like furies and shit like that. Oh, you mean like the super basic bitches? Yeah, the ones that there's trillions of. The cats go and just shit them out and do it. Yeah, they look at Croak and they're just like, oh, if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I say they fucking melt. <laughs> yeah. That's how I envision the, the, the demons dying. And that's the, just by looking at him. The demons open the Ark of the Covenant. Croak it's sitting just inside. Croak in there. Shalom. It's Croak with a fresh pair of Tim's on. Just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. They just crack the lid. Croak. Who dares disturb my slumber? Croak. The dog do it. Melt. <laughs> <laughs> What dead dog doing? Anyway, so like, yeah, that's Croak. He is uh, hellaciously powerful. But a dog, dog with the butt. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a quick little like insight into me and Phil's stupid ass memes. <clears throat> but a dog, dog with the butter, dog with the butter. Anyhow, all right. Sorry, we apologize for nothing. Hey Mitchell, <laughs> but a dog, dog with the butter. Thank you. He said it too. I'm happy. He had stepped out of the room for a moment. State, you you can be yelling, and it will be past twelve. Butter dog, dog with the butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after the slan, we have Saurus. So uh, where where slan are like big bulbous toad men, or just big bulbous toads in general? There's nothing really manly about them. Not like there's nothing, no real man human characteristics. For the Saurus, just think if. Get closer to the mic. There you go. Okay, not that close. <laughs> not that close. You seem you very don't need far. to eat it. I was like right here. This is about. Where yeah, this, this is more or less where we started. So okay. More. We're trying to catch each other on like the mics to make sure we're not talking too quietly. So, if you hear Mitchell correct me, that's what it is. Yeah. So whenever we start doing this thing where we get where we get really loud and then we do this thing where we start getting really quiet, it's because we're still getting used to the spacing thing. And we apologize. We're, we'll try to fix it the best we can. And um, it's just gonna take practice. Yeah. So we have the Saurus. So Saurus, think for Saurus, think if like, basically think if a Velociraptor had arms that actually looked more like a human's arms and were just a little. And they stood upright. And, and they, they stood, were buff as shit. Yeah, and it looked like they they ate their protein. Protein. And went to the gym every day. Yeah. They're, they're that's literally they're about they're bigger than the average man they're seven to eight feet yeah like, but they're, they're not like drastically they're basically huge. space brain sized and yeah they're, but, they're, but they are like jacked they, they look like they, they are they are very vicious in their nature but they're also incredibly smart they are yeah. they are both primal ferocity made manifest and while also being um tactical genius in battle made manifest which is they, funny they, they combine the, just the pure primal savagery of what you think a fucking man dinosaur would be with like knowing how to flank <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what makes the uh saurus so interesting is the saurus whenever you just see them and like watch them interact with each other on a daily basis you'd think they were like they had the brain power of like crocodiles because they kind of they they are capable of speech. Crocodiles in the don't. back, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, um, they're capable of speech. They just don't. <laughs> yeah, like, and you think and like they they obey the slan wholeheartedly and without question. So to a certain extent, like you look at them and you're like, oh, so they're just big dumb lizards. No, and then that big dumb lizard conquers conquers all of Europe in like. 
four years in 1805. If you get that reference, congratulations, you're a history nerd. Uh, yeah, nerd. and so as far as the speaking goes, the older the older and more, like, experienced a Saurus gets, the more, like, capable of speech he is. They just don't talk because fuck language. Yeah. If, if, two, if two, like, elite Saurus have a... Very rarely they'll have a disagreement, but if they do have a disagreement over, like, what to do, there is no debating. It is basically, like, actions speak louder than words, so me and you ritualize combat. Whoever wins, we do what you want. Mm-hmm. Just well, so will and there's they, will no they kill even there's no re- there's, I, I I don't think they'll kill each other because there's no real anger there. It is basically like I want to go left and you want to go right, and might makes right, so we fight. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. Cool. Um, but so and 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 there are a lot of Saurus different types. So you have like the normal Saurus warrior, which would be akin to like the foot soldier. Like mm-hmm. the Saurus warriors are like the backbone of Seraphon armies. They're the, they it's, are. It's a Velociraptor who ate his weedies and like, went to the gym. It's it's hard it's hard to say that an eight foot tall fucking dinosaur man that can like bend steel is, um, a foot is like the basic foot soldier. But that's basically what it is. Yeah. Um. Then you have like. Like eternity wardens, which are source that guard the slan whenever slan going. Eternity to wardens are actually the leaders of the source guard, uh, um, well, and they're one man wrecking crews. Really, yeah. Well, they're they're also the ones who like personally guard the slan whenever they're on whenever they're on on, on the battle. You doing this? Um, you have nah. like the source knights who are source that ride cold ones, which are uh, basically big ass velociraptors. And we'll get to those, and so th- there's a bunch of different types. And, and the really important ones are you have, um, like, the Spawn Lords. I think they're called Spawn Lords or just Saurus Lords. And they're the ones who are just, like, so fucking old and experienced and so just tact- have so much tactical prowess. Sunbloods. Um, no. No. Sunbloods sun- blo- sun are different. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like, like and, and I'll get to that. I'll actually get to that next. Okay. So, Saurus, uh, I think they're called Spawn Lords, but, like, Saurus, Spawn Lords are so, have, are so intelligent when it comes to, 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 to warfare. When Slan take to the battlefield to, like, fuck up some demons, they will occasionally look to the Saurus and go, you lead. Because when it comes... So, so these are like your Sun Zeus and your... Yeah. Okay. Like, basically, me as a source, I am big brain, divine the future, call down meteors, set this whole fucking army on fire. I am that guy. But when it comes to, like, knowing exactly when to, like, pull pull some of the army back, to bait, an, to, to bait someone out, to flank them, to lure them into a trap, to do whatever it is you have to do to win the battle by just being a tactical genius, Spawn Lords. Or Saurus Lords. I, for, I, I, I forget what they're called. I think it's, I think it's Saurus Spawn Lords. Now, what Sun he Lord... asked questioningly while also smacking his uh, battle tome no, that so he could totally ba- look the it up in. Tome, the battle tome calls them Spawn Lords, but then, like, calls them different shit in that exact same oh. fucking paragraph. Yeah, because that's not confusing at yeah. all. Yeah. So then you have Sunbloods. And so, <laughs> where, so uh, where Spawn Lords are, like, the leaders of the army, mm-hmm. Sunbloods are like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this army up by myself. Oh God! Uh, uh, Slime Harbro, is that you? Sunbloods are basically walking conduits of etheric energy. Um, oh, one thing to note about Sunbloods is it is kind of it's kind of theorized that they're the first born of the Seraphon when they were remade, and they were yeah they've been fighting since like the age of myth, and whenever one gets born, it's a huge fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So like no, so Sunbloods, like I said, they're basically walking conduits of like as uh, celestial energy. Like, they carry that shit in them. And they're the ones who walk up in battle, and they're like, yeah, you, 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 and every motherfucker that looks like you is going to die, and it's going to be me and me alone who does it. What what they're smart, like, the, how they're smart in battle is where Spawn Lords are very much like, I 
I will control this army and I will fucking murder you with it. The spawn load is like, ah, yes, I can spot the chink in the armor. I can look at a battle oh, line. Oh, so he's like a custom. I can look at a battle line and know exactly where to hit it to break this thing open like a fucking egg. He's the one He's the one on the front lines who knows how to break down the enemy front lines. So he, he's like a champion of the army. He's a bit like, like a custody, a custodies from 40k taking the field. Kind of, yeah. Like, Basically, he takes, it's, it's, he, like that, it's like that meme that M. Watt put on uh, All I'm Surrounded by his fear and dead men. Yeah, and it was that redrawing of uh, the scene from Darth Vader. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll, the only thing that surrounds me is fear and dead men. Yeah, I'll actually read a quick little script for Sunbloods from the Codex. I just think it's super cool. Let me see me a second if I can find it. Do, 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 Though they typically leave the old bloods being like the the Soros lords, like those old ones. Though they typically leave the old bloods to consider matters of greater strategy, sun bloods are adept at determining weaknesses in enemy battle line. At the crucial juncture of a battle, as the crucial juncture of a battle arrives, the scarred uh, Surian will let loose a blood-chilling roar. His kin will respond in, in kind by instinct, falling upon the chosen enemy and tearing them to bloody tatters. So he basically go. he basically like, Philip, you're the weak link. He looks at you and goes, hello, all of the Soros around me, this white pasty bitch right here, he's the one we will fucking kill. And, he, and, when, and when he dies, he's the one who will shatter the, shatter the enemy battle line. Cool. And then that's exactly what they do. And then you get fucking massacred. Excellent. I love it. Yeah, dig it. Let's go. Um, and then the other Saurus unit of um, note is the Astrolith bear, uh, Bearers. Basically, they're Saurus. The what now? Astrolith. Oh, okay. Bearers. Did you cover Saurus Knights? Yeah, they're they're Saurus Knights. Are the ones that ride. I said that they, they ride they ride cold ones in the battles, yes. which are big ass floss raptors. Yeah, uh, actually, I don't think you did say that. I said it for uh, for uh, I gave it a quick side note because we'll like when I was in a couple oh, cold okay. ones, I was in a cover like who rides them and shit like that. Gotcha. Um. Is this your last one? Because I want to talk about their actual big, like, living siege monsters real quick. Yes. Okay. Um, so the Astralith Bears, um, they're not, they're kind of akin to standard bears in 40k for Space Marines. They may oh, not be oh, like, okay. the, they may not be like the best fighters, but whereas standard bears are like, just my presence inspires men, the Space Marines to great acts of morale, the Astralith Bears are basically like, just my mere presence presence uh, lets me call down reinforcements from the heavens. Oh, God. <laughs> like, the Astralith bear, uh, um, Bearers, like, they're, 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 they're standards. They are, they're, they're basically artifacts from the old ones, so they're still extremely precious, and like, they and they will 115% die. If they can't kill the one coming towards them, mm -hmm. they will die. They, they, they have to be dead for that thing to touch the ground. Okay. But they're the ones who let reinforcements get called in from the sky, which we'll talk about um, once I get done going through units when we talk about the difference between the Starborn and the Coalesce and the Constellations and all that shit. Yeah, um, I wanted to make a big note about the actual, like, big siege monsters. So, like, your... Basilodons, oh, st Stegodons, Dreadsaurians, Carnosaurs, yes. Cold Ones, Troglodons. You, what you would note about them when you, like, actually look at all of them, um, there's always, like, an unmounted version and a mounted version when it comes to all these. They're all still very strong on their own. They're very vicious. Um, and I wouldn't state that their, like, intelligence is as great as what your normal source would be. But the relationship between these, like, sea living siege engines to what the source, um, like, your typical, the writers are, it is fierceness guided by intelligence and that what makes them more scary just among just on the battlefield because they can go do what they need to get done 
on the battlefield just by themselves but it's more efficient once they have a like a rider on top of it. Yeah, like like for instance, the Carnosaur is basically like to take a Velociraptor and a T Rex and make them fuck, and that's and you get a Carnosaur. So a T Rex with big ass legs that can like that has mad yumps. Um, only like the strongest and most will and most willfully strong Saurus can tame Carnosaurs and ride them. But like getting attacked by a Velociraptor T Rex sucks. But getting attacked by a Velociraptor T Rex with a fucking dinosaur man on top of it saying. Yes, kill him is a little more terrifying. <laughs> yes. Because Mitchell's hunters are right. It is pure primal fury being directed by a hyper-intelligent reptile. Yes, and it just makes it. that much for, like, the wombo combo. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. And we'll go over... Uh, I'm going to go over all, like, the sentient uh, seraphon, and then we'll talk about their plethora of beasts. Um, And and, and, and so th- those are three, like, Saurus I'm going to talk about, but there's still others. Saurus guards, Saurus knights, um, then there's the warriors. There's a bunch of different versions. Um, I do want to say something about the Saurus Guard in particular when it comes to the Slan is that the Saurus Guard, they're each individually are named, like the Slan individually knows their names. Um, And no Saurus Guard can be pretty much like resurrected by any other Slan other than that one Slan that they serve. So, and it's that sir it's like the source like the head source guard is the big guy yeah the attorney warden that that, it, that that commands the guard is basically a one-man wrecking crew that will yeah. fuck your shit up aggressively but they they do not leave this land nope if they leave this land everybody must be running shit's gone gotten <laughs> yeah. superbly fucked yeah um so yeah so after the Saurus, which once again are very much, they, they very much take the role of like the frontline fight of the big beefy boys. You have skinks, which are like the sneaky, sneaky, uh, the sneaky, sneaky smart reptiles. They're like, they're the tools of the Seraphon. Yes, whereas Saurus are very much like Velociraptors and man, uh, Velociraptor man combo. The skinks are like chameleons, like chameleons that are bigger and they can walk upright. Chameleons with more fingers. <laughs> yeah, basically. And yeah, no, the 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 skinks very much they take a very interesting role in Seraphon society is the when you lack a slan it's the skinks that are the thinkers they are like the super hyper intelligent ones that do a bunch of swiggity shit you at there actually are a, a a version of skinks that like ride in the palican or the palaquins or the palicans that the slan riding because the slan had these big ass floating chairs the star seers yeah the start the, yeah um, um, there's something really special about the Star Seers because it's noted that the source, like the source, will act like they they follow the orders. They straight up just follow the orders and they know what to do. But it's the Star Seers that actually know what the Slan wants. That's how well connected they are with the Slan. Yeah, and the the the, the Skinks are the also the other type of Seraphon that can cast magic. And that's why they, they, they can be treated with extreme reverence, and they can even, to a certain extent, damn near be elevated to the position of a slam. And the ones that ride in the palaquin palaquins or palaquins, which one is it? Palaquin. Palaquin. Yeah, one, it's, it's a it's it's a chariot without wheels, not a bird that eats fish. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the ones that ride in the palaquins are called um. Star seers, I think you said yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one I was talking. And those about, are yeah. like those are like supreme skinks. Yeah, um, they are pretty much. If you look at the hierarchy, they are just right below them because they. It's it, you're gonna have two like right hand people. It's gonna be the Star Seer and then like a source Old Blood or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the uh, so you, Lord. you you have skink skink priests, star priests, and oracles, which are bas- basically like pick your flavor of mage. Um, they're they're different versions of skinks that can cast magic. 
and they had different abilities like, like on tabletop like skink star skink priest oracles and star priests are gonna be able to cast different types of magic um and whatnot but they're I, all mages i have a quick question for you yeah um i know that it's there's still a way to be it's like you can have a thematic army without a slant because the slant, like a lot of times the armies go do off to go do something. Do you know how, what, like the distance, how far an army can get away from a slant? Cause I know with coalesced, it might be different than that. I star, think, star I think that's form. only coalesced. Okay. Because I know for starborn, the slant, the slant is the link that the Seraphon used to stay physical with, if they're starborn, I think it's the coalesced cause the coalesced are the only ones that have true permanence. Which, which means they're the only ones who can, like, that don't have to be summoned to exist in reality. Or to, to yeah. exist, like, in physical form. And if it sounds suspiciously like the, like we're talking about demons when we're talking about some of the lizard men or the seraphon and the slands and whatnot, it's because to a certain extent there is a kind of seraphon that basically is a demon. Yeah, and I'll, in I'll, the sense that, like, they don't have a physical body, they have to be summoned. They got thought into existence, basically. Yeah. Well, that, that's, like, that's all of them, we'll, really. all, all of them, yeah. But yeah. we will go cover that in more detail whenever we get to that section. Right now, we're more covering just who they are and what they do. The units and one. And yeah. actually, that was what I was, was going to do next, is cover, like, how they were born, the difference between Starborn and Coalesced, and um, the constellations. Um, so skinks can also take up roles as warriors. You, I think, I think they're just called, I think they're just called skinks, but they, 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 they have sword, like sword and blow darts and shit. And they can like yeet rocks at people. Um, and you have chameleon skinks, which are exactly what they sound. Just think of chameleon that wants to stab blow you with dart. a spear or shoot you with a blow dart. So a sneaky boy. Sneaky boy. Yeah. But what's really cool is skinks have a very interesting relationship with the next um, uh, Slizzard Men called, and they're my personal favorite, the Croxigator. Ha! If a man... Loves a, a woman. If a man loves a saltwater crocodile, <laughs> you get Croxigators. They are like 9 to 10 feet tall crocodile men that can literally look at a California oak or a California redwood that's been alive for 100 years and go, I'm gonna rip that bitch out of the ground, and then proceed to do it with very little resistance. They are fucking massive. They are inhumanly strong, and uh, completely it, stupid. I so I don't think they're stupid. I think it's just like how they're bred. They're just very, very. Um, they're just slow guys. No, yeah, like they're not dumb. They're just slow. Like they like crocodiles were basically bred for like manual labor. Because they're basically controlled by skinks. Like, skinks are the ones that direct them. Which is why, even on, even on tabletop, skinks and croxgators have, like, a very unique relationship. Like, if, if, if there's, I think if there's, a, if there's a certain type of skink unit that's within six inches of a croxgator, that croxgator just, like, bitch slaps more people. <laughs> um, but, but you I mean, you have, like, Nakai the Wanderer, which is from the old world, but, like, they didn't, haven't really changed croxgators that, that much. Like, he's a very intelligent um, croxgator. He's just, like... They're just naturally, ironically, they're very quiet unless they're about to murder you and then they roar very loudly and then you die. Oh, wow. Almost like a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, crocodiles, they're, they're, and like, like I said, they're fucking massive. They are 100% down to eat you. <laughs> um, and they have these any massive, anytime. They have these massive fucking war clubs. Like, they're just big. They're just big. An amazing. Unit. And they're fucking spooky. I, I fucking love them. Um, but they, 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 they oh. like, their role in society, at least I'm pretty sure if I coalesce, because, like, 
Seraphon society is weird now since they all live in fucking space. So I have a question. Is like they, they, they were like the they, they were like the the menial the menial labor because they can lift like a three ton slab of granite and be like ah yes I'm now going to lift up this other three ton slab of granite with my other hand and then just like happily trot down the street making hungry crocodile noises. So I have a question. Yeah. Do the Crocs gators wear Crocs? Get out of my house. That wasn't rhetorical. I want an answer, Jacob. The Do Crocs they wear Crocs? The Crocs gators are born with Crocs. Hey. Get out of my house. Every time I think of Croc Crocs gators, I can just think of like that fucking prehistoric meme that's like, I like something yada yada uh, alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. I forget the. It's, it's like it's like from 2011, and it's just a picture of a fucking alligator just like I walking. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. theater. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it, it's ancient. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. Big Daddy Smalls. Yeah, yeah. ancient yeah. fucking meme. No, no, no. Okay, we lo, about low Crocs key, gators, can we please put a link to that video in the description? It's amazing. Uh, whenever we talk about Crocs gators, all I can think of is that Okoy video when he does the doom stack of twenty Crocs <laughs> gators yeah, right. in Total War Two, and it's just like Beyblade, <laughs> yeah, Beyblade, Beyblade, and uh, the Crocs, and then he, and it, like whenever they scream, he has like a mod that he puts in where they just go instead of uh, screaming, oh. they just go oh oh oh. It's the, it's... oh. <laughs> and, so, and then he like plays a match with it with that modded where instead of roaring, they make that noise, and it's just. Oh 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 oh! You'll have twenty, and it'll be like oh 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 oh. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, it's bad. That's gonna be that's gonna be a really great clip. It's just me going oh. Um. So. Oh man. Okay. Man, we we're getting to the part of the night where we're getting loopy. Uh, so it's that, past 12 o'clock. We get to talk about the people we murdered. <laughs> Bodies in it's my past, closet. It's past 12 o'clock. I need to be fucking bed. Like, I'm usually in bed by 10. Like, we go okay. late tonight. Legitimately, two weeks ago, we stepped to 6 o'clock watching the entirety of Jack Reacher. I know you have it in you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was only 4 the... o'clock. You shut your mouth. <laughs> That's a very no, lucrative hand placement. <laughs> don't. Please, I can't take that. <laughs> a single tear. Um, Dude, we stayed up till like six at night. And I wanted to die because then, because then my body was like, that oh, show waking up at ten, and I was like, dude, but Bro, why but that no? show was so good. Oh, it was. Um. So anyway, so after the Crossfader, yeah, that's that's about all of the like sentient and species, then you, and then you get to like the just straight up dinosaurs. Then you, then you, then we get to Jurassic Park, and I'm like, that's I'm, all you need to know is I'm, that it's Jurassic Park. I'm gonna shotgun real quick. Basilodon is just, a, I think it's like basically a, a gigantic pissed off Ankylosaurus, shelled back, club tail, and the Seraphon will put gigantic sunbeam lasers that shoot fucking laser beams at you. Basically, laser cannons. Or, or, and this is probably like, I, I don't use the unit, but it's probably my favorite. A little like shell on its back. That has a connection to a dimension that's filled with infinite snakes. <laughs> Wait, what? The Ark of Sotek shoots snakes at people. That is amazing. It's a Bastilodon with this thing on it that's connected to some magical pocket dimension, and it just shoots venomous snakes at Bro, people. Bro, did like Indiana Jones come and steal their shit at one point? And they were like, "Wait, he ate snakes. Bro, Let's fuck this guy." It, it is amazing. It's like, yeah, because it even talks about it. It's like you know, people think they're gonna run out of snakes, and they just never run out of snakes. Because oh it's not like one or two snakes. It's like a fucking deluge of like a 
hundreds of snakes. <laughs> Indiana Jones be warned. <laughs> it's fucking, I love the unit so much. Dude, that's that's just straight up like who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you and how? <laughs> what made you think this was a good idea? Cause like it kind of is, but also like that's a bit weird. So next we have the Stegodon, which is just a gigantic fuck off triceratops. Um, and they put two things on the Stegodon. They put a fucking ballista on it, and it hort a lot. Or they put Engine of the Gods, which is basically like, we're going to put a crystal on this that fucks with reality. Oh, I love Engine of the Gods so much. It can, it can hurt itself. It can debuff itself. It can, it can buff its units. It can heal its units. It can glass a planet, Covenant from Halo style, with sun lasers. Because like, Engine of the Gods on the tabletop is like, roll a d20 and see what happens. <laughs> um, which is fucking amazing. We're going, going on, on a trip. trip. No, yeah. but And, and the cool thing about... The Stegodons, and, and sorry, and the Basilodons, is Stegodons and Basilodons are like, right, are just have skinks everywhere. Like, skinks ride this shit out of, out of all of them. So even while you're getting fucked up with a dinosaur, or the shit on top of the dinosaur, you have skinks that are going like, <laughs> blow darting the shit out of you, or if you get too close, stabbing you. Wow. Which is fucking, it's pretty fucking neat. Wow. Wow. After that, we have the Carnosaur, which we talked about, which is the Velociraptor T-Rex that the Saurus will ride. And they will make you Honestly, regret being I, alive. Rather than that, I'd say it's more akin to the... What was the... What was the, the dinosaur in uh, Jurassic World? The first one? The big one that, like, they put raptor DNA in it. Yeah, that's basically what, what it is. What's, what, shit, small, what is that thing called? Smaller. It, it's not, Indominus it's, Rex. That's right. I was about to say, it's not the Verizon. Because they make that joke about, like, brought to you by Verizon. Um, but no, but if you, but if you look at it, it has that big ass Velociraptor claw, mm. and it like jumps and like will fucking do that shit like a Velociraptor. That's why. Yeah, I no, it. like, hundred percent. The uh, this thing does look kind of like the Indominus Rex, and like it's there's just, a potential lawsuit somewhere in there. Right. Well, to be fair, it came first. Like I said, there's a potential lawsuit somewhere in there. So after. So- I can't find the name, but there is a there is a skink out there um, that absolutely obliterated a cornite like host with just a hundred engine of the gods. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about this story. I can't it, remember it, it like, was, any of the details, was, but I just remember that like they were basically like corn was coming to him, and they were basically like, like we just shoot have this bitch with gods, lasers, let's just fuck this guy up, <laughs> shoot this bitch with laser beams, pew pew. <laughs> I think my, real quick tangent, I think my favorite skink shenanigan was during the end times in the world that was, where all the Skaven were, like, fucking up his temple city, mm-hmm. and, like, all the skink, were, all the slam were, like, passed the fuck out from trying to stop the Skaven from pulling the moon down, and so this, and this was, like, a really revered um, skink who was in one of the palaquins, so he was one of those big brain skinks, and he was, like, get the slan and get the fuck out of the city and this and, and so like the sword the source were like yes sir and the skinks were like but why and he was like don't fucking ask questions just do it so they pull everyone out mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the slan actually end up getting eaten because by the skaven because the skinks were like we gotta get all the shit and then they took too long but besides that everyone gets pulled out and the one the big brain skink is sitting there like hmm doing some magic shit and they were like what are you doing and he was like letting this letting the skaven in the city why because I'm about to blow this bitch up with a meteor and pulls a meteor from fucking outer space onto the city it was like that's gonna do it that meteor is much larger than I intended it to be we should start running <laughs> and it fucking like blew the 
fuck up and took like a six of the continent out. It was like, <laughs> just fucking. Um, dinosaurs 2.0? Yeah, no, it killed like millions of Skaven. Like, yeah, no, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, we can't fight this. And then he's just like, let them come. Meteors. <laughs> Death from above. Oh, no, yeah, it's my favorite skink story. But yeah, so, uh, so next, probably one of my favorite dinosaurs is the Troglodon. Oh, that's, I love that one. So the Troglodon. I'm oh, gonna okay, give... okay. This one always makes me laugh because Troglodon sounds very similar to Troglodyte, There's which means cave dweller. Yeah, no, 100%. They're blind. Like, they're blind like, because they yeah. hunt in caves. Like, that's their shtick. Yeah, the, yes. what, what, the, it's amazing because they just spit acid until they hit something that's screaming. And they're going like, yes, it's time to hunt. Oh, what's also funny is, like, so the, the troglodon screech is so, like, horrific to hear. Basically being on tabletop, being near one, everyone's, all the enemies, the bravery was, like, is negative because they're just like, no, 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 no. If a troglodon hits you with its acid attack... Basically, what the game says is it is so fucking horrible that you start screaming, and then it hears you, and then it eats you. <laughs> yep. But, you yeah, know, it, it's blind. It, it's very much akin to a carnosaur, but instead of being, like, the carnosaur who hunts out in the jungle, it hunts in, like, the cave and in the dark and uses, like, an, a really intense hearing and, like, it has, like, feelers on its face and shit like that, kind of like a mole. The only person who, like, the only, like, seraphon that actually rides it are going to be skink oracles. Skink oracles, yep. Yeah. So, it's you, not going to be a source warrior, buddy. You can't. No. Uh, yeah, you can't find skink oracles by themselves. They only you only get them when they're riding troglodons. But I just like them because they, they they look really cool and like it's just super dark. It's like I spit at something until I hear it melting their fucking body in half, and then I go and I fucking eat it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's really cool. After that, we have um, the uh. Uh, the uh, the ter the, uh, the the pterodon pterodon the pterodon which is it's a pterodactyl yep yeah, it's pterodactyl ridden and by they, skinks yeah ridden um, by skinks skink, well, what I mean by like skinks were when I stated that there were the tools you don't have source like you you will never have the source really riding a whole lot yeah, of things source ride carnosaurs and that's it every other dinosaur that gets yeah. ridden it's ridden by skinks um and it's because skinks they don't have a whole lot of like battle potential. But they're highly intelligent, so they're the ones that are leading that, like, just pure, fero pure ferocity to a more, like, efficient manner. Yeah, they, they can tame the beasts easier. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm sorry, Saurus also read cold ones, which are just, like I said, cold ones are just really big fucking velociraptors, and the Saurus ride them like horses, and, yeah, just have that mental image in your head. Velociraptor cavalry. It's it's truly amazing. And, and then you have the super Velociraptor cavalry, which are called horned ones, which are just big ass Velociraptors, but bigger with horns. <laughs> <laughs> and they and uh, so the horned ones are basically so innately like hostile and violent that cold ones being near horn they're called horned ones, I think. Cold ones being near horned ones just get a boner for murder. <laughs> like that, like the horned ones are just so fucking violent. Is yeah, that, that, they they work the cold ones up into a frenzy. They, yeah, they basically do what blood pleasures do to other people normally. <laughs> is being right. in the present makes them want, makes them hungry for slaughter. Jesus. Um. So then we have the ripper. Uh, after that, we have ripperdactyls, which are just pterodactyls, but with big ass mouths that eat people. And they have this secondary beast called a bloat toad, which like basically a bloat toad is a little frog that makes a pheromone. Mm -hmm. That when ripperdactyls like smell it, they're just like ah yes, murder everything in sight. <clears throat> but they're oh. just they're just pterodactyls with big ass mouths and sharp teeth, and they eat people and they eat things. And they're also ridden by skinks. After that, and I honest to God don't know if they, if this model is still like 
playable in for Seraphon and AOS, but you have the Quetzalcoatl, which is I have never heard of this. It's it's in Total War Two. It's um what's not Quetzalcoatl? No 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 not Quetzalcoatl. It's Quetzal Quetzalcoatl maybe. Yeah the the Aztec god. Yeah it it, it its name is derived from that, but I think it's called Quetzalcoatl. Is that the name of the god? Yes. Yeah. Um. I'm actually gonna. Look I've it heard it pronounced like thirty different ways. I, I really can't comment. But the point being, you gotta act like you're saying pretzel, so it's coetzel. Cop. <laughs> I'm actually really curious. So give me a second to look at the codex. Hey, how you doing, Philip? I'm fucking tired. Yeah, we've been at this for an hour and thirty-one minutes now. Bro, I'm so tired. I feel you. And I still have to make that hour and a half drive back. Just get seriously to drive. Hold on. Okay, I'm not seeing no. it. I'm not okay. seeing it. Okay. It's, it's called a Quetzal something, but it's basically a gigantic... I, I, if it's around, it's probably a Forge World. It looks... It kind of looks like a Chinese dragon, but it's like more of a bird. But like it's like... It's, it's an innately... It is an innately magical creature. It's probably a Forge World thing. Yeah, almost... If it, it's if it, it's the if it, if it If it was ever a model in the first place. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like spoopy bird dinosaur, and then we have uh the then we have the big boy, the dreadsaurian, which is just like is if, that the, is that just the big one? Yeah, that's basically if a saltwater crocodile got to be like a hundred feet long. Oh yeah, no, the dreadsaurian just looks like a crocodile, but it's fucking huge, like it's oh. like half a football field long. They have the quest in the Total War with the. The dwarves, yeah, just well, called yeah, the big one. The big one, <laughs> yeah. No, so dread, you know, dread Saurian in the world that was dread Saurian's name were dragon eaters, because they're so big and ferocious that if a dragon was in Lustra and it landed, a dread Saurian would be like, nom, <laughs> and that's basically what would happen there. That's why hey, there's no dragons hey, in Lustra. Hey guys, or, yeah. hey guys, hey guys, you want to see a death roll? <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, like so they're fucking massive. Like, I honestly, I think they're they're like from tip from tip of snout to end of tail. They're like. Half of a foot, like half a football field long, if not bigger. Like they're fucking massive with like huge jaws. Like they are just truly gargantuan beasts. But they just look like big ass crocodiles. But and and they're and, and but they're seen as like legendary. They're like, they're like mythic. Like they're so rare. They're basically mythical. Like that, that's how, like there's not a lot of them, and they're just that powerful. Like they're they're nigh on unkillable. Like these are so big and ferocious. Like even like greater demons are like I might not want to fuck with that because it like like it's just so big. It's yeah. so terrible. And then, of course, you can fit half the goddamn city on its back. So the fucking skinks hop on that bitch, and they're like, ah, yes, uh, put the 37 ballistas, or fuck, just throw, like, 19 carnosaurs on top of it. Like, it's just fucking big. Ah, just throw, like, you know, 20. Just throw a temple It's like a War I yeah. Zeppelin with biplanes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Um, oh, yeah, they did make a couple Zeppelins that had, um, uh, what do they call those? Parasite planes? Probably yeah. So I know that was like the whole point of the, like the goblin in World War Two was to try and make it a parasite plane. But actually, no, it was post World War Two, wasn't it? Don't it was ask me. It's too late in the light to try to remember. Right, that you're history. not Matthew. Sorry. I think that about. Thanks. I, think, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to, to be like, fair, yeah, that my brother. Yeah, that'd be right there. up his alley. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and once again, if we sound dead inside, it's because we, we, we were fucking the soundboard for a long time. And it's because oh, it is now 12.30, and I should have been to bed two and a half hours ago. Yeah, we, we started late because we also had kind of like a night a night with the boys type thing today, and then we also fucked with the soundboard for like an hour, and yeah, so if we sound dead inside, it's because we are, and we're sorry. 
but I'm not, I'm not that dead on the inside. Bro, you look like you're about to start crying. <laughs> That's because I don't have my glasses on. Oh, oh man, your eyes get super like like. No, it just okay. Um, I think that is it for. He just has moist eyes. <laughs> moist. I may be able to do it with my eyelid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, that was all right. Moving on. Oh, moving, no. moving promptly right on. Oh fuck. Um, I think that's about it for like the units. All right, let's go ahead and go over. Can y'all? I mean, you can't think of anything that I'm not missing. Nope. <laughs> Dude, Seraphon is my like least studied army. Uh, like I did, I did, I did my research, but I'm gonna be honest. If you're talking about some obscure unit, uh, it's gonna be a little bit. Yeah, have, have fun explaining that one. So, um, um, go into what's the difference between Starborn yeah, and that, Ballist. Yeah, that, that is yeah. Max, yeah. So, you've heard us talking. If, also, if you're wondering, this is Circe's episode because this is his favorite race. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to involve you guys, god damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me speak, damn it. <laughs> uh, next, next we're going to talk about, um, the difference between Coalesce and Starborn. So you've heard me, we've heard, we've talked about Coalesce and Starborn a couple times. Uh, kind of think of them as like two different factions, but I, I, in terms of like having different abilities. So the majority of the Seraphon, they live up in the heavens of Azir. Like they live in their fucking, they live in their temple ships in the heavens of Azir and they don't have like physical bodies they basically exist as like motes of light and whenever they're needed on the physical world a slan will like bind a body with a soul with like the the, the light of the soul put them together and then like just hot drop them down on stormcast style a stormcast style into the mortal realms mm -hmm. so this one thing that i've been noticing uh in a, in a lot of the uh battle tomes is that there seems to be there seems to always be two different styles, two or three different styles of sub-faction inside of each faction. So, like, for instance, yeah. in Stormcast Eternals, you have the Signs of the Storm and then the <clears throat> Host Keepers or something. I'm going to forget the other Storm one. Now cause I never. No, 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 no. Storm Host is a collection, but uh. um, it's, it's basically two different play styles. Um, yeah, that's pretty accurate because um, basically the difference, so, like, whereas Starborn are like very, very, very summony and like I can teleport my shit around, mm -hmm. Coalesce are very much like have fun killing us, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the sounds of the storm. That's what allows. That's what allows me. Like whenever I play on tabletop, uh, that's what allows me to put ha literally half of my army uh, in reserve and then just uh, deep strike them in later in the game, whereas. Oh, I'm gonna forget what the other one is called now. It's like Stormkeep. I think it's called Stormkeepers. Yeah. Um, but that's supposed to be that lore-wise, that's supposed to represent the guys who stay behind in Stormkeeps and work and maintain small garrisons and work with like cities of Sigmar. So they give giant buffs to cities of Sigmar. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming the issue you, is that I don't run cities of Sigmar. You're, you're meant to combo them with cities of Sigmar. Yeah. So you're very much meant to like because in AOS you can include up to a quarter of your points as an allied army. So yeah. So you, and you like just... if you run, as far as I'm aware, if you run this other, basically sub faction, kind of sort of, if you run this certain army style and you don't include the maximum number of, uh, cities of Sigmar, you're fucking you're, up. 
Yeah, you're really not doing it right. If you're not throwing in steam tanks for the meme I'm while doing Stormcast, fucking you're great not. cannons. Am I seeing them baller ass mustaches? You're doing it you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. I'm sorry, mm. Mitchell. Played footsies with you. You want to anyway. molest my feet with your feet? I, All right, I you really... should quit playing footsie and let's get on with this. <laughs> wow, that was like 400 grit sandpaper. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the so the the, the starborn are very much like the, we exist not physically in our temples and like when they're put into their bodies like their bodies are very much flesh and blood like like they, they are physical but also like celestial magic flows through their body and because how they exist in the temple cities they can't quite be like fully physical when they when, when they interact with like the planes and stuff and, yeah, and, um, when, and when they die they turn to motes of light and get yeeted back up into their temple city if something doesn't like fuck with their soul it's like, like those <clears throat> chinese or japanese like candle floaty thing yeah kind of just like just float up in the top yeah um or what was that uh like i i'm gonna forget it's like something in the big peach i think that was at the james end of the, the giant peach yeah yeah I, I think that was at the end of that movie um so but i think a big thing is um the when they're created they don't have to be right next to the slan no, no, not yeah. at all. Because so that that's kind of where the Ashlight bears come in handy. So like Slan, so like the Starborn, so like on tabletop, the Starborn are very summon oriented. Like basically, you do think you you get things called CCP, CCP points, like CCP, which is something select something conjuration points, and you use those to just summon in units. Celestial conjuration points. I'm sorry. Isn't it celestial conjuration points? Yeah. Okay. No, he's right. It's celestial conjuration points. What they're called. Starborn can just like straight up summon any units with those points on tabletop and it could be like an engine of the gods or a skink chief on stegadon like or they're 30 skinks or 35 if they want to spend 18 points it's 30 fucking skinks or just you know 10 skinks and they just have to and they, they they just hot drop those fuckers in wholly within 12 inches of a slan and nine inches with an enemy and they're like ready to, i'm ready to fuck shit up and so well we were just talking about how the slan is not too terribly when it comes to starborn you you really want the slan but for coalesced, you don't really need a slant. Yeah, and so like, because they are permanent on and the, s- the realm. Yeah, and, and so the thing about Starborn is like in battle, if the in battle if the slant dies, all of the um, Seraphon disappear. Not immediately, but they get yoked back to their cities because yeah. the slant acts as their as their connection to the mortal realms. A lot like demons, how like chaos energy is what keeps them connected to the plane. Yeah. It's a lot like that. So that's why a lot of times for Starborn, they try to murder the Slan. So, like, all of those Lizardmen get yoked back, which is why getting to the Slan is so fucking hard. Because, like, the super badass source are protecting it. So then we get to the Coalesced. And the Coalesced are the Seraphon who their temple cities have landed among the mortal realms. And they're, like, Azerite energies mix in with the realm and the realms that they're a part of. And they can achieve true permanence. That They can um, become fully physical. I got something I actually talk about the Coalesced. Even mm-hmm. in the realm of Gert, like the coalesce, they're absolutely just feared. Um, yeah, they're vicious as shit. In in the realm of Gert, there is a temple, like a coalesce, tem- like Seraphon group constellation. I, I don't know what to call it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in a forest, and all the orcs are actually very scared just to even go around that forest because they knew they just know they just they just see red eyes and die. <laughs> get murdered so, well that actually makes sense because like 
Whereas the Starborn fight very much like oh man oh the slant like channels the energy through all all of the lizard all the lizard men and, and hot drop down more Seraphon or they like he like empowers the lizard men with like etheric energy. The Colas are very much like punji sticks and and, and fucking landscape magic, like. <laughs> the coalesce, like like the swords of the coalesce, are very much like I'm gonna rip your throat out with my fucking teeth, and the skinks are like I'm gonna like ambush you and do guerrilla tactics, and the slant are like I don't hot drop in shit, I just like rip out chunks of earth and fucking yeet them at you, <laughs> and all that. So the the, the coalesce oh, yeah. tend to be very very primal and savage in their in their combat, where the starborn are very much like a little more organized, hot dropping in troops and whatnot, and how that reflects on the battlefield for coalesce is like. They um they get a bite attack. Are they oh uh, so all Seraphon like Saurus and Croxgators and a bunch of the dinosaurs like they have they have a natural uh, weapon which is their fucking mouths. <laughs> um, all coalesce get one extra bite attack. All coalesce have uh take uh subtract one damage from attacks to a minimum of one to because, each attack. Yes, which is a big thing. Let me let let me double check that so I'm not talking out of my ass. Subtract uh, one I, I from thought... the, subtract one from the damage inflicted by each successful attack. Yeah. Yep, I played against them and yeah, that sucks, especially when you're supposed to be doing two mortal wounds every single bolt boy shot. Kind of sucks. Yeah. So the coalescer. <laughs> well, no, if you're doing mortal wounds, it doesn't no, negate that. It's an it's a, it's a successful attack. Oh. Well, I thought. Oh, that's. Uh, I thought mortal wounds are on increments of one in AOS. They are on increments of one, but it's, it's with how that's worded. What that means is that because most of the time, well, it says to a minimum of one. No, 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 no. Because most of the time, what it means, whenever what you're thinking of of the wording is, um, reduce damage. Uh, whenever this unit takes damage, reduce that damage by one to a minimum of one. The issue is that it's not going off like when you hit; it's going off when you fail the armor. Subtract one from the damage inflicted by each successful attack that targets a coalesce unit to a minimum of one. All right. And so basically, since it's affecting the attack, not like basically because of the way it's worded, it gets around the whole mortal wounds and increments of one thing. Yeah, because because That's it's because it's not it's yeah. not affecting it's not affecting the group of damage that is being received because uh, like the individual attacks that are coming yeah at you. it's 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 targeting more the attack and less the damage well yeah so so basically it's like we're starborn are very much like organized and they're very summon oriented um for coalesce their units are a little more precious because they don't do a lot of summoning shit they just make it really fucking hard to kill each for, for well the slan can the slan can still bring things up into existence y- yeah but um they're just a little more valuable. Yeah, and also, and also the cool thing is, so whether you're starborn or coalesce also depends on what like War Scroll Battalion you can play. So like, if you want to do Thunder Lizards, you have to be coalesced. Versus if you want to be like, um, let me see, what is it? Do, 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 do. Oh, I need to probably go over to fucking Seraphon, dumbass. I'm talking to myself, of course. Is if you want to, if you want to be, um. Do, 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 do. Oh, like the fangs of Sotek or Dracotheon's tail, you have to be starborn. So, like, depending depending on what, if you want to run a, a War Scroll Battalion, you ha- you have to choose between starborn and coalesced. So, like, I, I run Thunder Lizards, so, like, I have to be coalesced. Like, that, that's just how it is. You're locked in place. To be fair, I'm totally cool with that, because coalesced are pretty fucking lit. 
big um, lizard. But 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 that's the difference. It's basically where the starborn chill up in heaven. The co and aren't really permanent and are basically just dinosaur demons. The coalesced exist permanently on the ground and they are kind of like one with nature and the earth and shit. And they get out of my forest yeah. type of thing. Boonji sticks. Um. <clears throat> so next is. Um, I'm going to go over, ironically, I'm going to go over briefly because it's worded very, com- very complicatedly when realistically what it is, is, um, next is the constellations and the constellations are like kind of akin to like storm hosts, kind of akin to what you said, slaves of darkness. Whereas like the constellations are like mini civilizations, like each con- among the seraphon, like each constellation has like its own way of forming combat, its own way, its own its own markings and things like that. And like big constellations can have like multiple temple cities in, in it, where smaller constellations have are led by like smaller temple cities. But basically, every constellation is kind of like its own little like city or own little town with its own little like culture and like markings and yeah, whatnot. And the big reason <clears throat> I make the I, I was saying earlier before we started, the big reason I was saying that these don't really compare to storm hosts is that a storm host ultimately answers to Sigmar, and while they might have different styles of fighting, they're still very much going to fight in very similar ways. Like, your paladins are going to be used for paladin things, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, and you might have different cultures and whatnot, but it's still ultimately all going to focus around you know, the worship of Sigmar and they're still going to be very tight knit communities. They're going to have a lot of common, a lot in common, blah, blah, blah. Whereas these constellations, they are from, from best we can tell, they very much are civilizations in and of themselves. They're very isolated from each they, other. They and serve they answer, that slam. They answer yeah. only to their own slams. They, they don't they answer. All, they are also, they are all like a link back to Azir as well. Can a constellation have multiple slams? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, I also think that some smaller constellations don't have to have slants. I think some of them can have, like, the, 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 the Super Skinks. Like the Star Seers. Yeah, um, because I know the Star Seers are used to extend the range of what um, a slant can, like, for the Seraphon to actually just be physical when they're Starborn. So you can run a Starborn list without a slant and still be actually lorically correct. Because a lot of times those slants are, like, I am deep in thought, and I need you to go take care of something. Yeah, and and the big thing to remember is that like, um, the constellations do vary in size. Like they can like I think like the bigger constellations up in Azir have like one like grand city temple, and then have multiple other ones. Yeah, and um, I think I think multiple slan can exist in a constellation that's big enough, but only one commands. I think it might just be one slan per because they're all multiple, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, and yes, yeah, so that, that's basically kind of like how, that's kind of how the, the like culture divides when they're not like in the mortal realms fucking shit up. And as far as, co- as far as coalesced, um, constellations go is basically like you have the temple city or a couple temple cities that landed in one particular area and they kind of exist together. Yeah. Um, so now, um, something that you told me, Mitchell, that was pretty cool is how, um, lizardmen are born. So where in the, um, world that was, um, lizard, well, what I believe to be true is that the spawning pools were kind of like genetic soup that could be tampered with. That's yes. How, um, with the Age of Sigmar, it's actually, it's it's kind of shows how the Slan actually have a very lonely existence mm-hmm. because all of the Seraphon that are actually born, all these Source Warriors, all these Skinks, they're not actually, like, they're not born. They, yeah, they're, they're demons, 
but what they really are is they're the actual memories of the slan of the like the skinks or the source words that they have the idea of what that person was so they make that i like they make their memory into a reality of what for that source yeah word. because basically how how those women are born through slan they kind of acts like a like a gestalt consciousness yeah but what this is the reason why the like the source guard are very important is like this land knew them by name. They have a very strong, they have a, a stronger memory. So of they can them. imagine them so, like perfectly. So yes. And so they have a much more of a personality. Like when it comes to the other source, they're not going to have such of a strong personality. I'm assuming the other source, if, if they get a personality, it's because they like grow one as they fight and don't die. Yes. But they're, but, but they, they don't pop out of the spawning pool of like memories or anything because the land didn't know much about them. But the attorney warden and the guard, like the slam knew them so personally that they might pop out and be completely like the ones that like they yes. before they died with all and, their memories. Yes. And since they're that, like they know them by name, like of what their name was, no other slam can actually reproduce that source guard to that, like perfect to that, like, Oh no, no, no just in general, in general, and, and, like another slain want to know them so they just become a source warrior if they tried to based out of that memory so what i'm hearing is that there's a chance my boy nakai could come back if he was very close with a slan wait does that mean that like i wonder if slan could birth other slan that way like if the memory was strong enough like if a slan could I like, don't... like could croak bring back mazamundi i wonder Mazamundi was big boy slan from world that was that died he got done dirty um we are going this is a not going to turn into a conspiracy podcast um, at this at this point of an hour and what 52 53 minutes it's about to be 52 um yeah we're not going into that but yes <laughs> that, um that is my that's my opinion only um that something games workshop would have because can a slan can just continue to make more slan do you want to know something that's cool though and that because of me learning this makes me no longer angry about the models so for a long time like a like a saurus um sunblood it's basically it is i i think it's basically just the model you okay there buddy i had a burp uh i think a saurus sunblood the model is basically a, a copy of um a, a named Saurus warrior from the, from the world that was. I forget his name. I think it was a. I forget what it is. Yeah. And and then uh, a a, a Saurus um, old blood, another, another unit, basically like one of the Saurus generals. It is a it is a copy of um, Nakai. Not Nakai. Uh, fuck! I used to have these names. Uh, we haven't played Total War in a hot minute. Ba- basically, like couple of these models, they are literally copies of named models from the world that was but now it makes sense because if the slan are making these saurus and shit from memory what if they're just remembering the great heroes from the world that was which is um, why they look like them i would just like to state all of seraphon is just slan and their imagine and their imaginary, imaginary friends, friends. It's really sad. Well, it's a very sad I'm gonna existence. I'm going to fall back to the beginning of this episode when Dracotheon sensed nothing but loss and rage and then saw what happened to the world that was through the memories of the Slan and like, yeah, that's pretty it, fucking depresso. It's it's sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um, um, ironically, when it comes to talking about like the lore and stuff about the Seraphon, there's not a whole lot because kind of like Flesh and Quartz... Are you telling me that and we have reached 
an hour and 53 minutes into this episode. No, I And mean, there's not a lot I of lore. I mean, like, lore is in, like, what they've done in AOS. Oh, yeah. Like, they fought, you, they fought some battles and whatnot, but, be, like, as this goes back to, like, because the Seraphon are so far-reaching in their lifespans and whatnot that they they don't have a very strong presence in AOS. Like, a, well, I, like they don't want to do... If They're not going to do something... Unless it actually benefits. Yeah, and because so, they live for so fucking long, they're like, yeah, we'll come down like maybe once every hundred years to do something. <gasps> oh, I forgot so to, hardly I forgot to say this about the star fi- the star seers. Um, what star seers actually help the slan do is because the slan see so- like only just in like decades and whatnot. It's hard for them to see what's going on in the present with the star seers. Unless help. it's like fucking huge. Yeah. Um, the star seers help them see what's going on in the present and the star series will make the decisions based off what's actually currently going on if and they, what needs need to go w- on if they need to wake the slant up like hey uh, this is happening uh, and you uh, need- not even that is like hey if we need to retreat right now because we just it's not happening it's the start that's a star oh, okay. dis- dis- decision yeah, that's really that's really cool that's really yeah cool. so the slan they're not really in the present it's the star seers who really are but yeah so like as far as like lores and like what they've done in aos it's actually pretty small because like there are some very important battles they fought but like it's nothing like the Stormcast, who are basically yeah. constantly at the forefront of fucking chaos over or whatever well there is a or story like the orcs who are an ever-growing threat of destruction or, yeah. or nagash or anything yeah there is a story of one the first time that seraphon actually fought with stormcast um, with stormcast <laughs> it's just like the stormcast were fighting corn and the like this the seraphon were just eh, we're gonna join in and they didn't even say a word to each other because the Seraphon saw the Stormcast fighting Chaos and go like, mutual friend. Yeah, like we have a mutual enemy. We're not gonna fight the you. Seraphon and the Seraphon looked and went mood kindred and then started fucking up the Chaos yeah. demons with them. And um, they didn't even say a word to each other. They just knew exactly what needed to be done because they just they are such proficient fighters. That's amazing. And then when they um when that battle was done and the the Seraphon just went blue into the sky. <laughs> um. They turn into like motes of light um, or prismatic the storm, light. The Stormcasters raise their hammers and be like, yes, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're, the, we're your upstairs neighbors that never say hi. Yep. <laughs> um, also, uh, and, and this kind of plays into like the fact that the Seraphon are almost never seen because of like how they think and how they interact with the mortal realms. Uh, they're basically seen as like reptilian gods by like yes. more primitive, primitive societies that aren't like in the fold of like say the Sigmar or the Stormcast is yeah, they're just seen as gods because like they're, they're heralded by falling stars and basically like you see them maybe once every like 300 years. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, for how little lore this race has it's really cool it is a very interesting society of how they work like their inner workings are very interesting and they definitely they definitely um gw did a really good job of like cultivating this era of mysticism about them yeah because like you just never fucking see them and when you do see them they're just so like alien and their technology is so advanced everything about them is just like magical god shit you know, and then you see undead toads moving mountains and dropping them on people or setting an entire army ablaze with mystic fire or conjuring meteors from the sky. It's just, they, they really are probably the most alien faction to everyone else in AOS because you mm-hmm. just never see them when you do. It's like, ah, yes, laser beams, dinosaurs, and meteors, and then they fuck off. Um, in a realm with infinite snakes. <laughs> Within a realm of infinite snakes. Well, um, There's a lot of... Yeah, so... My, my avatar destruction (laughs) i think that is about it for them actually oh my want to talk about something for three minutes to make it a two-hour episode bet okay 
Hey, Philip, how are you doing over there? The episode's about over. Want to say anything? I'm, like, trying not to fall asleep over here, and I am sorry. Like, you were falling asleep on the floor. (laughs) Philip is a tired boy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I think next episode, we kind of talked about possibly doing God Beasts, maybe. Yes. Well, probably. At the beginning of this podcast, what? Oh, my. Oh, fuck. We're coming up on a year soon. In like a month or two. Really? January, February, March, April, May. We're we're in April, right? If it was a year, we would have 24. May, June. I think we started in June, like like mid June. June, June, July. No, I think we started in July. Well, I I, I can actually check real quick. Um, Off to Podbean. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we started July. Um, so yeah, but no, we're, we're getting closer to a year. That's pretty interesting. I think we might do a really big FAQ for that. Do we want to do a face reveal? No. <laughs> you, you okay there? Oh my gosh. Every living being in this house is in this room. This is amazing. Yeah. July. We, we started in July. It was yeah. July. So, um, I think it was, I, I think it was like mid July. Actually, when, when was our, when was yeah. our first episode posted? Just think about it. The only reason why this podcast started was because you were helping me move stuff from this apartment complex to the apartment complex in Bastrop. And now we're back at this apartment complex. <laughs> July 14th. That's our one year anniversary. God, yeah, because we were, we were in that car ride, like the beginning of July or end of June. And the and, reason why we're like, why is it so difficult to actually understand what's going on? What it they was Malachi. Just... Malachi pissed us off so goddamn bad. If you're if you're from the reason why that we always had like hashtag Malekith. That's what started this podcast. It, it was shit about Malekith. Yes. And we didn't realize it was like Malarian and all that because it's difficult to understand because there was like no good explanation. You just, you just don't get it. You just can't go like what happened to Malekith. There's yeah. no... There's no like, hey, he he combined with this, this dragon. dragon. I don't know. You have to like deep dive into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. We were we were driving back from we we're driving from Brian to Bastrop, and it was an hour and a half drive. And I we I read the lore for like an hour and a half. And we were just like, oh, so that's how it works. And then Mitchell looked me and looked deep into my eyes, and he said the one thing all millennials say all millennials say at one point in time in their life. Hey, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Shit posting consistently with uh, fucking ten thousand downloads and a and a group of get that liberator done. Get that. Fu- <laughs> we have a group of fuck nuggets who follow us on Discord, and I love every single one of them, and they're glorious people. I love them. All the all the um all the pets. Oh, I just want to say. Also, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, but I think it's I think it's Johnny Doe. I think is the dude who I'm talking about in our Discord who posts like glorious ass memes. You keep that shit up. I I am here for the memes. I I I love them. Also, your dog is amazing, and I love him too. And your other dog's amazing. I love her too. And I saw your cat's ass in a picture, and I love your cat too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little weird. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's gonna be it. All right, peace out, guys. Um, I don't think we have any more announcements, so yeah, we'll um, we'll see you in two weeks to talk about something, and we'll probably um, that'll probably be ten thousand downloads, and then we'll talk about the giveaway stuff. Yeah, cool. Join the Discord. Yeah, join the Discord. Wait. Okay. See y'all later. Bye.